0: The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at WickDonald's! Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.
1: This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag.
3: Tuesday, big show today, baby. Welcome on in Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Rob Ellis, Derek
4: Gun. What's up, Gunner? How you doing, my man? How could I be any happier? I get to see your smiling, beautiful face for the next two hours and 50, 54 minutes.
3: Fifty. Yes, yes. Good math. Good math. See, you're see? You're, you're, you're getting. I'm yeah, learning. You're getting, you're getting good at countdowns now. Yes, uh, we have Brandon Graham, Brandon Graham in the house at 1230. Uh, we are looking forward to hanging out with BG. It's been a while since we uh, we got a chance to chat with him. He's had an interesting offseason, uh, including finishing up his schooling, going back to uh, get his degree from Michigan. So we'll talk to him about that, about the Super Bowl, uh, the new looks that they're going to have on the defensive side of the ball. A lot to do, friends. Tell it, tell everybody. Spread the word. We see you, John. We see you, Rich. We see you, Adam, Kevin, Chris, Tyler, South Jersey. Dave. Yeah, what's what's up, up, fellas? Ladies. Let's punch that like button up, and let's tell a friend uh, what a big one we have today. That is for sure. And, uh, yeah, Brandon's good. Brandon's always fun to talk to no matter what. We'll kind of jump around and do some goofy stuff with him. What's up, Gorby? Yeah. What is up, yeah. Dre? Yeah, yeah, we will do all kinds of stuff with him today.
4: I'd like to know. know. Chris, Chris, D, you know, Chris D has been loyal to us from day one, just about. Yes. All right, Chris D, I got to ask you, you're in the chat, you're in Hawaii, now you're in Portugal, what's your next country? Because I live vicariously through you. I'm like, man, I would love to be, I, first of all, I would never live in another country because most countries hate Americans. So I'm not living in another country, but I live vicariously through her because now she doesn't just go from state to state. She goes from country to country. Yeah. So I, I, think, I think she
3: just got settled in uh, in Portugal. I don't know if she's going anywhere in a little bit, but yeah, I would be interested to see what the next move is.
4: Yeah. It could be six months, a year. I don't know. She might get the itch to take off and move again. I don't know. Just I'm just
3: curious. She said it's amazing. Here you go. This is, this is what she's talking about. She's answering one of Kevin's questions, but it's amazing. Every day I discover another breathtaking garden or cathedral um, or lookout site. Okay. I like that. That is cool. That is okay. cool, man. Right. That's awesome. Um, yeah, it, 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 you're it, right. It's fun to live vicariously through Chris D. She's always got sure. uh, always got adventures. Um, that's for sure. Uh, there's no doubt about that. So a uh, couple things. Yeah, and Chris, you want to jump in and 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 let Gunner know where uh, where you're headed. I next? Even know. Although, you know, maybe she wants to just, you know keep it on the down low where she's heading next. You know what I mean? And just I might not want to publicize that. Who knows? Um, but Brandon at twelve thirty. We're going to talk a lot of Phillies today because they have a monster series here with the Braves coming up uh, starting tonight. Yeah, and it's a a Strider-Suarez battle. So that's pretty interesting right there. Yeah, those two going at one another. Both teams equally hot. The the difference is the Braves got off to that great start. The Phillies had to kind of dig themselves out of a hole a little bit. Uh, Here's Chris's uh, answer. Yeah, is it, D. gun. I'm not leaving here. I have a lot to learn about this culture, this people, the language, everything. So she's settling in she's settling it i admire how adventurous she is man that takes guts it does
4: does she speak portuguese and wow that's
3: that's a commitment yeah she's learning it yeah she's learning good for her yeah yeah that's awesome um yeah so so phil's braves uh big one like i said and then after that it's the mets so uh they have two series where they can one, chip away at the Braves, and two, put some space between themselves and the Mets. So that's what the Phillies have coming up. That is big. Uh, we have the NBA draft coming up on Thursday. And as you would expect, Derek, very little buzz. Very little buzz in Philadelphia because the Sixers have no draft picks. <laughs> no picks in the first or second round. No picks at all. Uh, I'm not the watching a draft on Thursday. Well, the other thing, know. the other pro- – yeah, the other problem is now it's either you know foreign players or players who played one year who you barely got to know. That's what the NBA draft has turned into. It's it's not what it used to be. You know, where guys played three
4: four years. Yeah, that's true. You know, yeah, so, I I usually have some interest in a draft, but this year I have no interest. Mm-hmm. Sixers aren't drafted. I have no interest. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm
3: with you. Like, the only reason I'll be in on it is because I want to see if the Sixers make some kind of trade. If there's a trade that goes down, if they do acquire draft picks and then make a trade, I, I'll be – that's the part that I'll be keeping an, an eye on. But I, but if I'm – I'll be lying to you if I said I'm locked in on this. I'm not. I'm just you know, kind of casually going here's to watch way, it.
4: Here's the way I see it. If the Sixers make a trade, it'll it'll show up on my uh, Twitter notifications real quick. Yeah. So that's how I'll find out. I'm not sitting there not watching here. the draft. No, I got
5: listen, too much of a point,
3: man. I can't sit still. You're a busy man, Derek. I know that. I know that. Um how about this one? Larry Brown, all 82 years. 82 years. Just joined the staff at the University of Washington. He's still going, Larry Brown. 82 years old. Yeah. That's love. That is, that is just love. And, and, and you're going to, not to be more, but you're going to die doing it. Like he's that guy.
4: Well, look, look at how long Dick LeBeau was a coach defensive coach in the NFL into his late seventies, early eighties. You look at some college basketball coaches that are still out there in their seventies. I think if you truly love something, you know, it's hard to give up and God bless you. If you're still a commodity where somebody wants you, that you can lend, lend your expertise. I think it keeps you mentally stimulated mentally and physically younger to have something to do every day. Some people say, I can't wait to retire to do nothing. Other people go nuts, not having something to do. Yep. I I I believe
3: that I 100% believe having something to go to something to do, whether that's just meeting up with, with old friends or, yeah. You know, you like golf, whatever. I I just think having something in the, in your in your golden years to look forward yeah. to and to have somewhat of a schedule, not some. You don't want to be grinding every day at a job, but hey, you know, Wednesday I'm doing this, and on Tuesday whatever. I think it's important mentally. You're right, Derek, and physically. I think I think it I think it helps you in both ways. I really do. Like just sitting look, around sure. is not good for anybody. It's just not. Look,
4: look at this, dude. You know, John Dickerson says. Um, my mom is 96 and is going to Egypt this year. Jeez, you know, that's that's a travel plus, you know, uh, uh, go, wow, you, it's an Airport. That's a, 96 years old. Oh, God bless her. Yeah. Wow.
3: No, it's it, it's amazing. It, it truly is amazing. I, I I I and I think it's critical. Look, some things you can't control. You you can't control your 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 mental faculties. No, no. Sometimes that's just. You know, luck of the draw in a lot of ways. If if you, if you try to do the right things in your life, it sometimes just luck of the draw. It's it sucks. Trust me, I went through it with my mom. But if yeah. you have your faculties about you and you physically can get around a little bit, man, do it if you can possibly do it. That
4: it's awesome. You know, okay, awesome. occasionally you you hear the story of um, someone in their eighties running in a marathon, uh, running in a marathon, yeah, or competing mm-hmm. in a triathlon, and I'm thinking. I just hope I'm upright and breathing on my own. If I'm blessed to live into my 80s, yep. you know um, that that's phenomenal, man. You know, there's something to be said. But, you know, mental health, physical health that 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 is incredible, dude. Yeah, because I knew so many people like you were talking about. We went through a struggle with my dad when he was got hit in his early 80s. You know, he couldn't walk anymore, stuff right. like that. And it's tough to go through. You know, um, yeah. but my goodness. You're 96 years old, and you're getting ready to take a a, a grueling trip like that to, over to Egypt. That's that's incredible, man.
5: Yeah, so,
4: God bless. That, it's awesome. That it is, I think it's great, man. Good, good too.
3: Living life to the fullest, man. That's awesome. Hey <laughs> Kevin, here's Kevin. Here's but, our plans for you and me. I'll I'll be doing pickleball, and you'll be barbecuing. That's what we'll be doing. That's exactly our- our- it.
4: That's exactly it. I'd be good with that. I I'd sign me up if that's the that's the way it plays out. Um, okay, going back, going back to uh, what Chris D here has something to say here. Um, she studied Portuguese on a couple of YouTube channels over the last year. Can speak super basic Portuguese. Will be studying the language in September. I've been okay. married to a I've been married to a Mexican woman for four over four decades. Yeah, I still know basic words. I can't even put sentences together.
3: <laughs> well i i struggle with english derek so i i really you know I, who am i to talk right i don't know i admire i, I admire english. people who, who are who are bilingual who who can I you know. know, like Joel and speaks like four or five different languages man like that I, what was it matumbo spoke like 12 that's yeah that is that's, man, crazy.
4: that's crazy crazy to me wow five yeah, 12 languages it's awesome. yeah it's great can,
5: that's great i can barely cool.
4: speak Oh, no, I can barely speak English.
3: Yeah, it, trust trust me, English is, a, is an issue; it's a challenge. Um, so, Larry Brown, Flyers uh, went back to sort of the the more burnt orange color with their with their uniforms for this year that they wore uh, in the eighties and the nineties. So that's interesting. It kind of changed. Well, let me up. About, yeah, let me better. ask you this: What do you think about that? I like it. I like I like it do they're, they're done. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Um, yeah, I have I have zero. I, I I like that they're changing things up. I think it's part of. They're, and they're not going anything dramatic, uh, but they are changing the. Oh, so here here's when you know school's over, right? School is over, and Maggie's uh, Maggie's got time to, to pay attention to what's going on with the show. So she she so we played. I did. Did I tell you this? We played. Uh, this was like three weeks ago. Yep, we went out. Yep. We played a uh, like a par three course. Right. We played nine holes. Wow. And it was the first time really that she's played. She did pretty decent. She did okay. Uh, I beat her, but she claims, claims that she won. So now she's, now she's talking some trash. That's, that's what she's doing.
4: Okay. All right. I, yeah. I'm going to put, I'm going to put you on the spot then. Yes. Who is the better golfer? You or her? Me. Yes. Who has yes. the better form? You or her? Well,
3: me, but. Uh, oh, but. Oh. But she hasn't played. She hasn't okay. played. She is. She was a lot better than I thought she was going to be. I I will say that. So uh, I'm 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 impressed. I'm trying to get her out there on the pickleball court. We we, we've we've only done that once. So that's that's what we're that's the goal. That's my goal more than the golf course, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. She would say differently, you know, she would say differently, I'm sure.
4: All I know Uh, is she came on this show talking trash, throwing down a gauntlet. She called you out in front of me. Yep. And in front of the entire chat, she says she can't wait to kick your butt up and down a golf course. She's going to put you on a tee and slap you down the fairway a few times. <laughs> She's a definitely more of a trash talker. I just go, I
3: just, I take care of business out there. You know what I mean? I just, I just roll. That's how I roll. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, she claims she, well, she has better form. Oh, but you didn't she say has that better, Well, she has better form in life. Not on the golf course, if you know what I'm saying. I like her form. Uh,
4: so I, I like you her. are you are so stubborn and competitive, you refuse to consider no, that she may no. be better than you. Um oh, there's a um um You know um, what
3: we'll do? Oh here's what we'll do. The next time we go out, uh I will I will keep very strict score and we'll we we'll, I will present the scorecard to to our audience and you guys can tell who won, who lost. And we'll both sign off on it make it official. All right. Well, How's that? Well, that works.
4: Considering that she's a teacher, I'd rather for her to keep score.
3: That's true. Well, you, you
4: she is much more trust, trustworthy than I am. That's for sure. Yes. Uh, yes, she is. yes.
3: All right. So I ha- have a fun question for you now that since we have Brandon Graham coming up in about, uh, about 16 minutes, we're going to BG with us. Yep. All right. And this is, it's a good thing because the Eagles have so many guys to choose from here. All right. We'll hit you with this one. Who is it you'd like to most hang with? Eagles. Oh, that's Brandon Graham.
5: That's well, yeah.
3: Think about it. You have Brandon Graham. You have Kelsey. Exactly. Yeah. You have Jordan Bailata, who will get on stage and serenade you and sing and do all the entertain in a big way. You have guys who are kind of you know characters like Darius. Slays a character, right? He probably be pretty funny. Talk a lot of smack, no matter what you were doing with him, right? Speaking, if you were out of the golf course or something. You have A.J. Brown, who seems like a pretty personable guy, uh, for sure. I'm probably leaving a lot of people out. Her, look, I think Jalen Hurts would be fascinating just to talk to and pick his brain yeah. away from a microphone yeah. and see what he would say. Yeah. Um, who would you go with, Gunner? Who would be your guy? You said right away you knew who it was.
4: That's easy. That's, that It would be Brandon Graham. And I, that's nothing against Kelsey. I think Darius Slay would end up getting you in a fight somewhere. <laughs> yeah, you are get in some trouble. <laughs> you probably get in trouble, yeah. As much as I would love to sit down and just talk to Jalen, Jalen is is too serious. You know, mm. you know what I mean. Yeah, it's, it's funny to say a twenty four year old, twenty five year old is too serious, but and I'm sure he's a cut up once he once he gets to know you and feels comfortable around you. I'm sure he's a cut up, right. but you know, you know how it is when you when you sit down, sit down with somebody away from what you do. It's like you can hear crickets chirp sometimes because it's forced conversation. Um, you know, you don't know where it's going to go next. Yeah. With, with Brandon Graham, it's guys the limit. This dude talks to any and everybody. Everything's, he's always laughing, always smiling. Um, you can talk to him about anything. There's no holes barred. He's not offensive in any way, shape, nope. or form. Nope. He'll talk to anybody. If you didn't know who he was, you'd never know he was a high profile football player because that's the kind of guy. I've told you the stories. The story is legendary. Every first day of training camp, walks up and down the gauntlet of all the media, and, and they come from all over you know, all over the region and in different parts of the country. And he walks up and down the gauntlet as he's walking, you know, we're all getting a video of the players walking out of the locker room. He's walking up and down the line, shaking hands with everybody. Like he's running for some political office. Yeah. How you doing? Good to see you. How you doing? I'm like, what are you doing? He goes, Hey man, I don't want to leave anybody out. <laughs> now see, I tell you who would be a close second though. It yeah. would be Lane Johnson. Yep. Because Lane Johnson and I, we can sit there and talk fishing all day. Um, you know, and I've gotten to know Lane well, and we can talk about a number of other things that, you know, people don't know about. We can, we can go back. Lane is more of a, a short sentence guy, mm-hmm. but if you get him away from the microphone, Lane is funny. Yeah. You know, so oh, I, put, I believe it. Yeah. I put Brandon at one and Lane Johnson at one.
3: ai am going to go chalk. I got to go Kelsey. Here's why. Okay. Because I think he can adapt to not the Brandon Graham could, not he certainly could too. But he could adapt to any setting like you could be could be at the movies. If you're in a comedy, I could see him just cracking up and you're having a blast with the guy right out to dinner with him. It would be great dinner conversation because he's he's funny. He's a good storyteller. You know, he maybe give you some insight into certain things. He'd be fun if you want to go out and have a couple beers or whatever or the golf course or whatever. I just think he would, he makes, if you're on the beach with him, you you see the guy always, he's always accessible, always having fun. I don't think he takes himself too seriously. I think he appreciates his lot in life. You know, what, what, what he's been given here, uh, the financially exposure wise, all those kind of things, you know, and and I just think you see the guy on the football field and the guy's a future hall of famer. Like how many future, think about this Derek. in any sport, football, baseball, basketball, hockey, soccer, whatever you want to, whatever, boxing. How many guys who are Hall of Famers in their sports and are champions in their sports, could you really have accessibility to? True. Most of them are kind of, and I don't blame them because there's a lot of knuckleheads, but they they just want to kind of, I am going out to dinner and table's reserved. We're in the back and I'm getting out of here. There's so, like Barkley is certainly one of those guys. You have the accessibility, but but Kelsey's right there with them. And, and I think that part of it, it's awesome.
4: You know, before he before his his uh, historic Super Bowl speech, you know he would always give you insightful answers, but they were, you know, and he he would not pull any punches. If he, yeah. if they sucked, if he sucked, he would tell you. But he was more of of monotone. Ever since that that epic Super Bowl speech, he has opened up a lot more. To the point, look at his podcast with him and his brother Travis. Now, I never thought Jason would be one who'd want to do a podcast. Okay. Yeah. But look at you, look at it. He's actually funny. Now his brother is naturally, uh, uh, you know, funny, mm-hmm. uh, but he is actually funny now he's loosened up a lot more. And I think he's so secure in who he is. He's made his money. He's won his Super Bowls. Yeah. Um. Even though he refuses to talk about it, I think he knows he's going to be a hall of famer one mm-hmm. day. Um, and he just you know what? I'm just going to enjoy life. I'm riding off into the sunset of life as an athlete, not obviously still a very young man, by 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 normal standards, but I'm just going to enjoy myself to the nth degree. And you start you started to see since since that speech of January February 2018, a different side of, of a Jason Kelsey. Um, I love listening to Jason Kelsey now because you don't know what he's going to say. You know, time in and time out. I'm looking at uh, Kevin Kevin Savars said D Gun fishing trip to remember. Chris Long Lane Johnson B G and Kelsey. Dude, let me tell you something, Kevin. If I was on a fishing trip with them, that's when you drop the mic like a rapper and walk off the stage. But I promise you one thing: there would be a lot of words spoken that you cannot say in family conversation. There would yeah. be a lot of f bombs. This f bomb. It would be. It would be hilarious. Chris
3: Long's funny. Chris Long's
4: funny. It would be hilarious. Yeah,
3: yeah, they're a good choice. I think you know. I think what it is for Jason. It, a, it's just his natural, you know, demeanor. But I think you get to a point where. You've made it in your career in other words, yes. you, you've stuck around, you've made some money you, you've you, you've made your your impact and I think that helps you kind of just exhale and you there there you can be more of yourself of who you are and I think he's very he's very comfortable in his skin. I think JM said that and I agree with him he's very comfortable in his own skin. he's not trying to prove anything. I said this to you yesterday the fact that the guy would w- help the Eagles pick his replacement. <laughs> it never happens, right? I mean, it's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. So it, it, it speaks volumes about him. But he, I would say any of those guys. I'm trying to think. Are we, are we overlooking anybody? Let's see. Um, I don't know enough about the young guys. Like I don't know no, enough about no. the Kobe Dean or Jordan Davis. Seems like a fun guy, fun young younger dude. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Maybe AJ Brown. Maybe. Yeah, I think AJ Brown would be fun. Uh um, davante yeah. seems kind of quiet um bradbury it, seems like a solid dude i i just don't know that he'd be you know fall into this cat sirianni mr taz is right sirianni would would be would be a lot he he would be fun but he'd be a lot i think you know what i mean i think he'd be one of those guys who's always hey man what are we doing
4: next and we're going over here What are we, blah, blah, blah. you know like like whoa would he, would he loosen up knowing that you're a member of the media though see we we have yeah. to take this into consideration also the right. guys you want to hang out with um are guys that you'd have to take into consideration how much will they loosen up if they know you're in the media even though you're away from the cameras and everything see like the guys that i mentioned and uh, even the guys that kevin savar will say all right right, what sta- what goes on here stays here and i'm like <laughs> well, you're gonna tell me nothing you know I, yeah. I know and i know they will loosen up but you know, not knowing Nick Sirianni, not knowing, you know, Jalen Hurts. I wonder how long would they take to loosen up, or would they loosen up at all? Because of, they that, that that fine line of knowing this guy's in the media, you know, nothing is safe. You know, you know, you know what I'm saying?
3: Honestly, I I think I'm not just saying this to blow smoke, but because of the relationship that you have with those guys. Pretty right. much everybody. I I don't I don't think you, you, I'm talking about like Kelsey and Lane and, and Chris Long and, and all those guys. The relationship you have with those guys, I think they trust you enough where they wouldn't have to have their guard up the whole time. Yeah, Uh, that's true. That's true. I I believe that, truly. I truly believe that. I think other guys, they'd be guarded. I I think they would. Yeah. 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 Like they know whatever happens on the trip stays on the trip with you.
4: Oh, yeah.
3: You know, others might have their phone out or uh, guess what Kelsey just said or they shoot out a tweet or whatever. I, they know you wouldn't do that, so they, they they would let their guard down with you. I believe that.
4: I truly that. T. Fortuna says, D. Gun told me I was fun to fish with. Yeah, you were, but you cheat. You cheated. Mm. You cheated. The dude had a line, uh, Rob, he had a line with three or four hooks on it. Everybody yeah. else it with one hook. He cheated, man. And then bragging <laughs> about how many fish he caught more so than the rest of us. That yeah. is not a fair competition. He cheated. T. Fortuna is a great dude. D Gun was fun, but a little sensitive. Yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> okay. if anybody knows you, there, you can call me a lot of things. Uh-huh. Sensitive is not one of them. I know. No, you're not sensitive. I know. I, that. I know that for a fact. Yes. yes, I'm not even. You know, you know some of the stuff I'll say on a drop of a hat. Yeah. yeah. Do, you think I live my life in a, in a sensitive world? No, no. no. You can't no. offend me. You cannot I, offend
3: me. I know that. That much I know. But yeah, I think that uh, you know Sirianni might be a lot. Uh, I think Mialata would, like I said earlier, would be fun because he's a very loose guy. He likes to, you know, sing. He likes to have a good time. He's not bashful. Yeah.
4: I yep. think he would be good. You know, the offensive line's got a lot of a good candidates. He doesn't see a whole lot. So you need yeah, somebody I, that can keep a conversation going.
3: The, yeah, I, the the one thing with lotta is he, there will be some some language. There will be some language with Milana. That much yeah, I can tell true. you for a fact that that's the case with him. Um, but yeah, it's good. I was a little fun thinking about that. I, I think that's pretty much it. You know, I don't. I you know I'd be interested to pick the brain of it. I don't mean this like he would be some life of the party kind of guy. I yeah. I like to yeah I would like to talk to Stalin, and just get some insight. From oh Hammer.
4: yeah, that's a good one. I, you know? I know, Stalin, Stalin would be good, but Stalin is funny away from camera. Yeah.
3: He might be good. He might be a guy to yeah. you know, get, if you're going around to golf or something with him might be kind of fun. Stoutland, he, I think. See, I, like,
4: be I like to hang out with Malada because I was sing with him. I see, I give him a sing. I, I sing. And you can bars. sing, yeah, yeah. Milota can sing. I can hold my own. I, I, I throw down a few bars with Malada. You're no Marvin, but you can sing. I, I will say that. You know, yeah. it hurts me. You know, you had to say that, did not you? It hurts me, and I tell my brother begrudgingly this all the time. <laughs> I say, you know what? You have the better voice. Yeah. But and I've asked him jokingly, and I've said, hey man, one what, 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 what of your concerts, you know, because he does, him and his band, he has he has two different bands. And yeah. he has one that does Bob Marley tributes. They play casinos in Arizona and California and places. I said, dude, let me sing back up for when you get. And he'll, he'll look at me. He doesn't know whether I'm serious or not. So he's always like, no, no. So one time he actually said, you want to do it? And I'm like, oh, oh. Yeah. He so I called you on it. You. Yeah, he uh-huh. called me on it. I haven't had a chance to do it yet, but I would get up there and sing back up, You know, if he does one of his Bob Marley tribute uh, sessions, yeah, yes, I'd do yes, it.
3: All right, let's uh, let's get a timeout because guess what? Next up, we have Brandon Graham. So uh, we're looking forward wait, to wait, talking
4: Eagles to you. what do you mean? So that's how Gun got the wifey? Wait, how, what, what, wait, did I miss something? With well, you're singing? I got the wifey on my natural looks, my natural charm, my Rico Suave ability. Oh. That's how I got the wife. Mm. Okay, I was Rico Suave before there was a Rico Suave. All right, I'm just letting you know now. Don't all hate
5: right.
3: me. All right, let's 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 keep moving on that. Um, all right, when we come back, Brandon Graham will be You're joining right us. Yeah, right. be, be nice like to Derek. You. It's be nice to Derek Day,
4: boy. Friends like you all need enemies. I
3: know Man. it's true. All right, let's come back. BG, uh, don't go anywhere. He's Derek. I'm Rob. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Let's talk about Bravo Pizza of Havertown. Yeah, I am thrilled that they are part of the Jacob family, Sports Take family. I've been going there since I was a kid. They've been family-owned since 1985. I'm in there every single week. Every week, uh, they are my stop. And uh, I'll tell you, fresh food, 20 different styles of pizza, slices to go. I love the upside down, but it's you name it, they'll make it. That's right, specialized pizza your way and you're like you know what not really up for pizza well guess what fresh pasta sandwiches wraps wings salads all the above there the, some unbelievable spaghetti bolognese it is ah magnificent Bravo's is also committed to the community they have fundraisers for charity schools little leagues where the proceeds go to those organizations you can follow them on instagram and facebook at the Bravo Pizza of Havertown for daily specials and promotion, promotions. there are 1305 Westchester Pike, Manoa Shopping Center, Havertown, 1305 Westchester Pike, Manoa Shopping Center in Havertown. Give them a call, 610-446-3810, 610-446-3810, Bravo Pizza of Havertown.
1: Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming
4: app. For the big story on action news. Search
2: 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes.
1: <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. Alright, here we go. Let's hear the crap. <sighs> so Mama. Mama, go! Oh, Mama! She did it.
0: Again? You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United
6: Healthcare. Uh-huh.
3: That is very fitting with the Eagles chat right there. Welcome back in, everybody. Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. I am Rob Ellis, along with my man, Derek Gunn. We are thrilled. We are thrilled that he is joining the show again.
5: There he is.
3: He does it all, man. He does it all. He's flipping the shades. He's got it all going. That is Brandon Graham. BG, what's up, my man?
8: Man, I'm feeling good. How y'all doing? Good, First man. of all,
3: I, our congratulations in order. Do Are, are we now a, a Michigan University graduate? Is that what a, my birdies are telling me here, Brandon? Yes,
8: sir. Yes, sir. And I'm about to uh, get into that business school, man, and go ahead and get my MBA. I'm about to you, man.
3: Props. Props are going back and, and finishing what you started. Seriously, what, man. That's what awesome. What made you decide to go back, man?
8: Well, you know what, man? My wife always been on me. Uh, but, you know, for me, I felt like it was an opportunity because this offseason I didn't uh, – get that off season you know uh bonus that you normally get for coming to off season workouts so i was like you know what let me go ahead finish that uh since uh i can sign up right now and so it just kind of happened real fast and then boy i had to cancel a lot of plans uh that i had already had because you know that was uh like one of them spur the moment like let's let's do it and so uh once we was able to do it got everything together man uh and yesterday was my last class so wow had- nice that's yeah.
3: exciting, man. That's it. that a promise you made back in the day to your mom or anything like that? Oh yeah. Just, yeah, oh yeah,
8: know. oh yeah. That's why. That's why. Um, you know, I did that part, but really, I, I give credit to my wife because uh, she stayed on me all the way through. That's cool, man. Good for you. Good for you. How's
3: the off season been? It's uh, other than the schoolwork, What else you been doing, man?
8: You you know what? Just enjoying the kids stuff like tonight. Be, baby boy uh, got basketball basketball tonight, so I'm uh, you know I just excited watching them do their thing. Gymnastics for baby girl, uh, swim swim for both of them, and you know it's just um, enjoying the off season with wifey. Awesome man, awesome. That's good. To hey, hear.
4: Let me let me ask you something because Rob and I were debating this a little while ago off the top of the show. Rob posed a question: If you could hang out with one Philadelphia Eagle. Who would it be? And he put a bunch of names out there. And I said, for me, it's easy. Brandon Graham is number one. And Lane Johnson will be one A. Because with you, with you, I I tell this story all the time. Uh, You know, you're the only, I've been covering this game for over 40 years. You're the only person I've ever met and got to know. You walk out the tunnel the first day of training camp. You walk up and down the line and shake everybody's hands, whether you know them or not. Good to see you. I'm thinking, is he running for political office? <laughs> I mean, it's unbelievable. And people, are like, he spoke to me. I'm like, that's unbelievable, man. I said, this dude here, you can talk to about any and everything under the sun. So I got to ask you, who's the one player that you would lo- that you'd love to hang out with every day of the week? You know what, man? It is kind of tough because
8: Lane, Lane is funny, boy. Lane is funny. Yes, he is. And uh, but you know what? Uh, me and Hargrave, man. Like you know, uh, Hargrave got to like, cause he's next to me. So I will, I would, uh, I already know we, we, we hang here and there, but not like how, um, you know what I'm saying? Like a, a nice little, like, go have some fun somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think uh, Hargrave will be the one
3: that's an interesting is there anybody under like we did the usuals like kelsey uh you, you know uh my lot would be funny because he can sing and all oh, that
8: oh yeah you know what uh i do go see. i do i am going to kelsey thing on uh wednesday coming up so i'm gonna get to hang out with him uh, but yeah if i had to go with anybody let me see that's on the team right now mm. you know what I like uh I, I'll go with uh Jordan Davis <laughs> oh okay that's good to know well, yeah because we were talking about the
3: young guys and we're like we yeah. don't not not that we not on a bad way we just don't know them well enough J- Jordan seems like a real personable kid he,
8: yeah he's funny man um him man uh what's the name though he he is he's like me for real um nolan 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 uh, Smith yeah nolan already kind of you know embracing it all and just enjoying it Just being here, man, I could see his attitude, you know, carrying him far, just making sure that he go out there and play. Uh, That's the number one thing. You got to make sure you ball out at least. Mm -hmm. Uh, But but I do love that uh, he came in right away, uh, just ready to work and, you know, excited to pick our brains. And, you know, you can tell that he really um,
3: taking this serious. That's cool. We've heard a lot of good stuff about him, and everybody says he looks bigger in person than what we were told. You went through that too—the the undersized oh, yeah. thing—and Reddick yep. went through it too, and now now Nolan had to deal with that as well.
8: Yep, yep. So yeah, I think um, I think you know how it go. Just go out there and play. Ain't nobody gonna worry about none of them miserable. <laughs>
4: hey, hey, hey man, you you're 35 now. Do you feel like the old man on the team? You got a bunch of kids, 21, 22. Um do you do you feel do, you, do you, is father time creeping up on you? Hey, you know what? The
8: way I'm moving, man, I'm just I'm just out there just, you know, teaching lessons. Letting them boys think think that I'm old until I'm out there uh, Hit with a uh, uh. <laughs> 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 Hey, but no, it's been uh you know what? It's been it's been it's been a great a great, you know, just journey as far as like my role now on this team. Uh I can even see it changing even more this year, especially if Nolan, uh, looking at doing what he do, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just want to make sure I serve them boys, man. Cause at the end of the day, uh, when they need me, I'm going to stay ready for sure. Uh, but I just don't know. I'm just going into it, you know, just like whatever, you know, I'm, I've, 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 I didn't, I didn't made it to the promised land. I done had, you know, my fun. I'm going to still have my fun, uh, even this year, yep. uh, but, I'm not going to put no pressure on anything. You know, uh, I know my reps going to go down because we're trying to get these boys ready for the future. So I'm, I'm excited just to help them and give them all the game that I have to uh, be able to, you know, help them. Uh, you know, like I told them, I want to see you win. That's it. I mean, I, I know what it feels like. And I'm, I'm, I'm at that point now where I done won everything I wanted to do in this football life. And I just want to make sure I, I, I pay it back by giving it to them boys. And I'm happy that um, you know they 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 really taking this serious. Cause uh, me, Jalen, all the guys, man, we we do a lot of stuff afterwards. Cause I didn't get get a chance to be a part of the uh, field stuff. So we would do we would lift, and they would do some stuff with me uh, after every every lift that we did during the week, Monday through Thursday. And man, them boys, um, you know, I could just see that we building something even even more special than we did this year. Brandon
3: that's awesome I, I, we had you on about a year ago at the same time and you said the same thing you're like look I know my reps may go down a little bit and at that time you're coming off the Achilles and yeah but yeah. you had the same approach you end up with 11 sacks man and, and you look like you were in your prime like so yeah. I, I think this is a good way to go about it you're, you're kind of going in with like yeah whatever if this is the way it goes that's the way it goes but man
8: you crushed it last year and the productivity's still there Man, and I feel good. Like, I'm going to go out there and give it my all. Like, I ain't going to make it easy for nobody. But yep. I just know that, um, you know how this game is funny like that. I don't see a lot of guys, a lot of older guys, especially uh, that – what have younger guys come in that they drafted and they want to see them and they want to see them. And I understand that part too. So I want to make sure that I uh, serve them well, because I mean, when I'm done playing anyway, I'm going to be a part of the organization doing something. So I'm, um, you know, just practicing right now what it's going to be anyway. Uh, Cause I mean, I, when you gain the trust of the players, man, you want to, I take it very serious and I just want to make 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 sure one day, like I told them, I want to see you 14 years from now still here and getting guys coming up to you like, hey, man, dang, you still kicking? I get out of that all the time because I done played with a lot of people, man, and it's been such a journey. When, when It'd be crazy that when some people come back and they'd be like, dang, I forgot I played with you because I forgot it was that quick, like this high quick. Somebody could have been here probably half the season, like suing them, like, you know, come in half the season and then done, done for the rest of my career. No, no playing for the Eagles no more. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's just, man, you just got to appreciate the times, man. And I'm, I'm so happy with this team right now, man. I'm loving uh, the opportunities that we have right now. Now we got to go out. And go do us, cause last year was last year. We got new people on this team. Last year, them same personalities. Yeah, we got majority of the guys back, but we still got to put that work in every day. Ain't nobody gonna lay down, cause they seen what we did last year. It's like, no, this new year. They trying to get out here and and, and make a name for themselves. So we got to go out there and have our same, have that same approach and make the, make the cre- create the name for what this team is gonna be.
4: BG, have you always been a leader? Or is it a role that you had to grow into?
8: I say I would say uh, I growed it. I, I really have grown into this. Okay. Uh, I used to lead by example because I didn't. I mean, you would think because I do talk, <laughs> but I, I wasn't talking a lot because uh, I, you know, it was it was the confidence. You was trying to uh, you got to build that confidence, and I feel like for me, um, it was a little like yeah, I knew I could play, but once I got to the league, uh, I was kind of forced to. Really, you know, take step up and, and yep. be uh, that that leader that you know everybody uh, see now. But man, I'm so so happy it happened the way it's supposed that it was supposed to. Uh, it's always funny in that middle area where you like six or seven years in, and you know, a lot of guys that still vet, still playing, and you kind of just still kind of following a lead. And then it just took off after I won the Super Bowl. It just took off for me. And it's been like this for the last five years, five, six years. Look,
3: I I think most of us are always just going to think of you as an Eagle. No question about it. Uh, Were you close at all to maybe, you know, making a change in the off season before you eventually signed with the birds? How close were you to me? We heard Detroit. We
8: heard a couple other teams. Was it close? Uh, You know what? You always want to see what you're leaving on the table. Uh, But I know for me, Man, it's been, like I'm telling some of the younger guys now, it's like, man, I feel like I'm getting everything on the back end. Uh, I didn't get it all up front uh, in the beginning because, uh, you know, Chip Kelly was here. There was a lot of stuff going on during them times. Uh, I'm just happy I survived through it. Um, and I feel like, you know, the, the the ending, the way everything is happening now is is, is kind of like, man, what I'm so thankful for. And so I didn't want to have to leave. So really I just was entertaining only because I just wanted to see, uh, what I was leaving so it can give me a, a nice little negotiation with the, with the team, but I was going gotcha. to make it work regardless. Uh, but you got to make it, you can't make it easy for them. <laughs> <laughs> I
4: mean, if, if what we hear is true in terms of what you settled for to stay here, you definitely fall in the category of money was not the ul- ulterior motive for you. I mean, oh, no. you, win, win. You, you made, you, you made your money. It was all about finishing what you started with this organization, which is so rare for a defensive lineman to do that.
8: Yeah, man, and, you know, it, it's, it's been – Philly has been great to me. Uh, it, it didn't start off – started off a little rocky, but we, on, we ain't talking about the past because I'm so happy uh, to be here, living here, and
5: yeah.
8: uh, Howie, you know, him being the GM the first year uh, and drafted me in the first, you know, I, I got – I definitely, you know, give all the love to him and Coach Reed and, you know, that organization and that staff during that time. And all these different staffs that have been coming in that believed in me, uh, because you know Nick, you know I've I've uh, won over Nick, and it's been cool because you know I'm all I'm all in, I'm all in, and it's when you got vets out here, it don't matter. Sometimes we kind of get in our own way because we don't see the ending come, we don't see it coming to an end. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, as a player, and sometimes they got to make those decisions. That's why I'm going into it uh, optimistic uh, because I'm like. I know I'm gonna go out there and give my all, but uh, sometimes that ain't that ain't what they looking for uh, right now. They trying to they trying to find the future, and so um, I, I just want to make sure that I do all I can for them, man. And that's why I'm uh, I'm, I'm very thankful uh, to still be in this position. And D Gun, you already know you are gonna be wrong this even more this year. <laughs> yes, I was waiting for one. I needed one. It's been a while. You yeah. wrong, was... D Gun. Yes, yeah. I should have got on you this year, boy. But I know you was just. Just drinking that Kool-Aid cause we was going this year. <laughs> I was on the I was on the boat, man. I was on the boat with you. Hey, but let me tell you, you're gonna be off that boat this year because I know you like, oh, they got the tough schedule this year. Oh yep. yeah. I've already said it. I've already mm-hmm. said it. <laughs> yep. That's good. We like that, Brandon. Yep. We like it when he's doubting. That's good. <laughs> uh, that's where that's what we needed, that extra to get us that dang all extra drive we needed to win that game, man. Dang, boy. They took one from us, but you know what? It's just like I said. It's uh, like it's credit to Coach Reed. Coach Reed, man, he uh, getting everything uh in his career on the back end too. So I'm loving that for him. Uh, it was suck to see that ring ceremony the other day, boy. But I, it's fooling us even more to get ready for this uh, for this Vegas trip we making. Uh, but you know, and ain't no it ain't no guarantees. Like I say, we gotta put that work in. I'm gonna take it one game at a time. But that's our sights is on that this year.
3: Brad, how I mean look, you had an unbelievable individual season. The team goes 14 and 3. You get there, man. You're up 10 at the half. How hard was that <clears> Super Bowl <throat> to, to even even now? How hard is it to
8: stomach? Man, it was it was tough because you could all you can you knew it just took one stop. One <sighs> stop. You, who knows better than you, right? We in there, we in there the whole time, like one stop, y'all. We get one stop we got this game because Jalen them boys was on fire, man. That's right. Uh, but, you know, uh, I got to say Mahomes was on fire too because them boys scored, they scored more than we did. So I know that um, when, when, the, when the first half came, um, we was in there, I was more thinking like, man, what's the name? Went in there on the sideline. He looked like he hurt. Well, we yeah, gotta get, Mahomes, yeah. To we got to get to him. And it just, he came out. I mean, you can tell how tough he is, man, but that boy acted good. He sure put that face up like. He-
4: <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, PG, um, yeah. what was the conversation like during the second half? Did it ever get real tense with the defensive guys? Because every time Kansas City got the ball, they went down to score. They went down to score. They went down to score. Did the conversations on the sideline get, get tense at times? You know what? It was more about
8: this, this, like, you know, a little bit of the surface, you know, uh, especially yeah. us linemen. Uh, you know you need that traction uh, to be able to get off the block and we were slipping a lot and I mean I'm not even I don't make excuses I just know that I just know that that's what was when we talking about like what was being talked about it was just you know us trying to get out our own head a little bit too because you know that we knew we had a good man I'm telling you that old line boy they got blessed I say that
3: (laughs) Brandon did you know did you know like even warm-ups like man, something's up here with this. Did yeah. you
8: guys know right away? I just I just knew that, um, you know, we when when I seen Sweaty, because when we looked at the film, man, it was a couple times where if Sweaty don't slip, boy, strip sack. Oh, my God. Especially that first drive. That first drive when he threw it across the middle to uh, Kelsey. Yep. Yep. He was right there. Man, he slipped. We could not believe it. Like, when I looked at the film, I finally looked at it. It was just like, man. Oh, man. we We, we – we 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 gonna we we gonna get that on the get back. It's coming back. That's coming back. Mm-hmm. Uh but you know, like I said, credit to the Kansas City man, it's all love. You know what I'm saying? Um them boys, they played too. It's they 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 played on that surface too. And I heard that they got the same surface that they got right there on that field at they place and uh Vegas do. So we ain't gonna hey if we gonna win, we gotta go through we gotta go through the battle, you know, mm-hmm. and so if they if that's what they putting out, that's what we gotta do. We gotta mm-hmm. go out there and, uh, you know, rise up through adversity.
4: The game, game in and game out is so physically and mentally demanding and exhausting in a lot of ways. But part of your game is nonstop chatter when you pick out a player on the other team. A couple of weeks ago, I saw Fletcher Cox on somebody's podcast. I can't remember who it was. And and they asked Fletcher about you. He said, "Man, I got to calm this guy down." He said, "I got to keep telling them, man, don't be taking off these people over here and make them mad." <laughs> and I saw one clip. I don't. I, I couldn't tell what game it was. When when you were ch- you chirping at somebody, and Fletcher said, "Hey, hey, BG, BG, BG," he screamed. Yeah. at them. You said what? And he like you woke you up. It's like you get in these zones. Or start bantering with certain people like you tell offensive line I'm coming at you. You know, you ain't that good today and I'm thinking, yeah. this what is, what is wrong with this dude, man? Hey, is that part of your game when you play this game, man, you got to take your
8: mind to a different place, you know, and so uh like, like like I like I tell everybody now. I mean, I don't know what this team is yet. I ain't seen nobody get hit in the face yet to see how they bounce back. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because like this league definitely will humble you and it will it will see if you really if you really about who you if, if you really are who you say you are, I would say. Yeah. Because it's not easy. I mean, you have a bad game. Let me see how you come back practice. Let me see what you're doing during the week, uh, to make sure that you you come back a lot stronger, because you're gonna have them ups and downs. You know, it's it's gonna be us the us as the leaders to be able to help some of the guys, a lot of guys that ain't been there before, these new guys that came in that had this Georgia You know, success, and sometimes it don't always translate right away like you want to. But you know, you got to keep the faith. You got to keep going, keep working, keep keep believing in yourself, building that confidence, and practice every day that you go out there on that field. You gotta gotta stay with it because you know that that it's gonna tell you on so many levels why you shouldn't, why why you can't. Because it's gonna be guys that's just cold out here, man. They they look like it's just natural. You know what I'm saying for. But they putting that 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 work in every day too. And they taking these reps serious every chance they get. They making sure they knowing what to do and just going out there and having that confidence on Sunday uh, yeah. because of what they put in during the week. So that's where I that's where I start to judge when I start to see, you know, how these guys taking during the week. Because it's it's that's what it's about. Because that ain't like you can go out there on Sunday and get lucky one game, maybe two. But let's see how consistent you be because you got to stay consistent in this league and it ain't easy. Yeah, well said.
3: So We've spoken for someone who's done it a long time. BG, I got to ask you, man. There was a lot of whining coming from the 49ers side. <laughs> when you guys took out their quarterbacks. They've even changed <laughs> rules in the NFL now, you know, due to all the crying that's gone on. Uh, I, t- talk to me. About, I know you hear some of this, man. Like, what, what are your thoughts on the way the Niners have gone about things here?
8: Well, I can tell you they helped us even more uh, after that Super Bowl game because that was part of my speech. I was like, "Look, y'all, let's not be no. Let's. I ain't gonna say the, the c word that I was saying. Uh, but but just know, don't be that. Go out there and get them their credit. Don't yeah. make no excuses. You know what I'm saying? Let's leave out on a classy note because we gonna get this back, and I'm and we gonna do this together next year. And, man, I'm telling you, I couldn't have been so – I was so I was so proud of how we handled that after the season – I mean, after the Super Bowl because it was such the h- highest moment of the highest and we lose it. And, you know, the way we lost it, the way the confetti came on us after that, it was just like, oh, you know, I can't believe it. Why didn't they let us get off the field first before they did all this? But, mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know – it was um, you know, it was just one of them man, one of them things where I, I just was I just was like, Man, them boys had everything into that season. They just they they need they needed one like they, they reminded us reminded me of Philly when they needed it that bad. When we finally did it was like, Yes, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. they in that they in that type of drought right now. So I know that uh for them uh, it's tough because the last time you went, uh, the Ravens beat you. You know what I'm saying? And you just can't get over that hump. And man, if we would have lost in 2017 and lost like this, I would have been scared to come back to Philly, boy. <laughs> I know we would have, he would have been making excuses for real to try to, you know, try to make them feel a little better. But yeah. boy. I know that, um, you know, the 49ers just going through it. That's not the way to handle it because you look like you just, you know, bitter about, you know, that that situation. But I do understand that part of just, you know, when you put – when you invest it, man, it hurt. It do hurt. But you definitely gotta control them emotions. Control them emotions every, every, every day when you dealing with, uh, you know this job. Because I mean, people gonna take it and run with it. And man, I just, I just felt for them boys. I, I was happy we won. Cause you definitely right. But they talking about if Purdy would have played, but Purdy didn't. That's part of the game too. He got hurt. He got, he got hit by one of our guys, and he probably would have got hit again if he came back. The next game, and this this year we are gonna see them again. So that's when y'all can put y'all work in, and the best team gonna the best team gonna win that that day. So I'm excited, man. I just know that we ain't handling it like that. We gonna always leave it out on the classy and, and control them emotions because we definitely coming back if we did lose. Hey BG, how has football help you grow as a man? Uh, you know what? Discipline. Like being on time for stuff. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, it helped I'm,
3: me I'm never on time, by the
8: way. Just yeah.
3: so hey, get, get some hey. of that discipline in Derek Gunn,
8: please, Brent. Hey, well, I'm shocked I'm shocked I made it on I'm shocked you made it on time in this uh what's the name there? <laughs> <laughs> nah, but you know what? Uh it just it just really shows you uh I've been in so many different uh rooms with, with these guys and you know you start to see who is who uh because this 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 game man it exposes you and it exposes everything about you and that's what I love uh you know cuz I ain't hiding I mean I know my issues and I know where I need to keep working and that's what I do you know I, I I embrace it uh and that's what it's helped me do uh it helped me build this build this confidence to know that whatever I put my mind to I can I can do man cuz you know going through all this you got you got you got to stay disciplined you got to be on time you got to uh you know be be kind to others you got to know how to coexist when things is not uh when you and another person not as as cool as you want to be and it really sometimes don't even be you it'd be something that they going through in life that you just don't know nothing about and right. so me just trying to stay kind and stay true to my, myself and not be who I am I mean I think football has helped me in that in that aspect because uh for one you know you don't want to get out you don't want to be in trouble uh, on that field, you know, yelling and screaming and being mad at somebody for real. I mean, I just be having jokes out there. I mean, I ain't really mad at you, mm-hmm, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But you just never know what people are going through in life. So I try to wa- help watch how I control myself. And I think football has helped me because uh, they, they've got people, you know, there that uh, I can talk to, uh, that I can, you know, vent to, have a little safe space where I can, you know, really just, Help myself, and over the years, I've had great coaches, man. Um, that that's helped me along the way. Uh, my dad in, is in my life, but he wasn't in the household, so you know yep. a lot, a lot of a lot of times uh being around uh, in that football world, man, you be around them coaches all the time, and sometimes you around good ones, and sometimes you around some ones that that's working on themselves too. That that uh, that's giving you bad information at that time, and you know, yep. you, and you that's just what happens sometimes, but. Um, yeah, football, man, definitely taught me so many lessons about people and just myself. So I, I gotta, I gotta say, you know, it definitely helped me as part of that journey.
3: Well said. Well said, Brent, That's real it. quick. I know you got to get out of here, Uh, but g- give us your insights on what it's like being around Sean Desai, because we're all kind of wondering, you know, what mm-hmm. this is going to look like this year with a new coordinator.
8: Hey, well, he's a great teacher, man. So far, uh, everybody's loving, you know, just how he's uh, he's teaching right now. Cause that's 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 really the the biggest thing. How do you give us the information? How do you make it simple where we can go out there and just be us and play? And uh, I think um, you know, knowing, learning about him, learning how his parents were teachers and stuff like that. He kind of got those like it's just natural, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. so. I, I do love uh, just his calm manner. I want to see what he's really like when it's time to go. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you always find That's why I say, man, this game exposes everybody because uh, you can't hide it on game day. You can't hide yeah. it in practice because um, sometimes the pressure of the head coach or whoever's your, – your, your boss is on you about, uh, you know, making sure it look like what it need to look like for, for Sunday. So um, I want to see everything, you know, uh, as we go along the season – just on how he handled it but so far man he's been cool he's been you know em- embracing uh the, the the older guys and say he got some stuff for me man i'm excited um mm-hmm. you know for what he going to put in for me uh but like i told you man i'm going into it just trying to help him and make it as easy as i can for him to know that you know i'm all in and whatever you need from me from to help to help some rookies or you know show so certain guys that 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 need some help you mm-hmm. know uh, i'm i'm all in with it but the side man, I think, um, he got some energy balled up in him right now. Right now, it's everything been kind of kind of cool and calm. <laughs>
4: yeah, hey, BG, real quick. Um, when it started, when the rumor came out that the Eagles were thinking about bringing in Matt Patricia, and you know the history between Patricia and Darius Slay, were well, you guys saying, Oh, geez, it just got real? Oh,
8: man, I was just like, Well, I don't know, Slay might, Slay might, uh. Um, you know, ex that, you know, I don't know. Like we, they going to have to talk because I know when a uh, slay came, boy, he couldn't wait to get away from him uh as a head coach, but people, I would just say yeah people different as head coaches, but now without that pressure, I don't think, you know, you get the same type of guy. Uh But you, but you might've seen some things that now, you know, that's, that's him. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because, um but it only exposed you and like I told you, like man in the yep. football world, especially when you become the head head guy, uh you realize that sometimes you yeah, you the head guy, but I'm really the one that running over here that people don't see, so you gotta take it. Yep. Take it in. And so some people don't like that. <laughs> so, <laughs> but i do know that um you know um everything is cool so far man and we we know we know some stuff coming soon uh cuz you know how this season go the dream team everybody was all this and then bam as soon as we lost what happened all these people started turning every which way but to, right. but together we was we was separated during that time so yeah. um i don't think that's the i don't think that's the case but you know you just know what you need to work on during the year. Uh because we had some stuff last year that y'all didn't know about, but I think we had a good group of guys that, that handled their business well. And we'll oh, see I, I knew. <laughs> well you knew some stuff. Yeah, you knew some stuff, but you know how it go. it's like you, you always know. find out what you need yeah. what you need to see and where you need to start building uh that can hurt us later if we don't yeah. uh that in the buzz. So that's what I'm more excited about, the real stuff. <laughs> Well,
3: BG, we All know right, you got to go. We got to get the kids off to the dentist, man. We know how yep. it goes. Yep. That's that's man. A joke. Love so you, boy. Thank you well, for giving do. us a
8: couple minutes, man. I appreciate you, Rob. Keep killing it like y'all doing, D Gun, man. And uh, you know, you always family to me. Yeah, I appreciate you. And until until you wrong again, then I'll have to get on you. <laughs> right, get on each other every night again. Yeah, <laughs> I try to tell them that every day, Brandon. I, I
3: in, in your honor, in your honor, Brandon. Listen, man. Thanks.
8: We Thanks. appreciate
3: you, man. I
8: appreciate you. All right, be
3: good, BG. Thank you. All right, hey, great, uh,
4: great. just yeah, just to, just to share just to share something with you real quick here. Yeah. Um, so you bring up the topic of who would you like to hang out with the most, and you know we gave our answers. We asked BG. So while yeah. BG was on, I threw out a text to a certain individual, and I said, "Hey, uh, it's D Gun. Hope you're doing well. Um, hey, um, I know you're busy. I, kn- I know what you- I know what's going on. Yeah, um, but." Can you come on with us one day this week? We'd love to have you on to talk about what you're doing, um, motivated to play, and about this team. So I was waiting to hear an emphatic, no, I can't do it this week. I get a text back say, hey, this week is tough, but I could probably make Thursday work D-gun. it's probably be around 1 p.m. if that works. So I responded, 1 to one thirty would be perfect. You'll get an email from our producer, Antonio DeShields, Wednesday or Thursday. What's your email address? So I haven't heard back about what his email address is yet. But as of right now, and again, right now, Jason Kelsey will join us Thursday at 1 o'clock. Boom.
3: Yes, Gunner. Yes, my friend. No. That's that's you doing Gunner things right
4: there, man. Now so, you're, yeah. I won't give you you're wrong. You're right, D-Gun. You're right. Nice. All right. So, you know, people are saying, you know, D ain't paying attention. He's always on his phone. I'm on the phone because I'm talking. I'm working I, it, man. Listen, you know. Do you ever hear that from me? I know what you. Doing. Well, I know, not you. Know. But I'm always answering certain people's questions about stuff, about football stuff. Where I'm trying to, say, hey, can you do this? Can you do that? And I was expecting them to say, I don't know, D Gun. It's a tough week, you know, doing the podcast and all that yeah. stuff and all the family commitments. He said, you know, I could probably make one o'clock Thursday work, and I said, man. Let's, let's pencil it in. Good so, job, Gunner. All
3: right, right now, so, Kelsey. seven o'clock roll.
4: Thursday.
3: So one o'clock Thursday, Kelsey. We just wrapped things up with Brandon Grant. If you missed any of it, or if you want to just go back, there was a lot there, man. I, I'm going to get into something in a second with that, but just go to jacobsports.com. Go to Jacob Sports YouTube channel. You can always go back and watch our interviews or, or the show when it's an entirety or segments in their entirety. So I thought a couple things. You know, as, as you would expect from Grand Brandon, he handled it classy when I asked him about the Niners whining. Um, but he, he did say it motivated him. It helped them get, get past the super bowl and kind of be dialed in like, all right, you're saying all that kind of stuff. Um, so I thought that was, that was interesting. There was a lot of things that that he talked about there that Mm -hmm. were, that were interesting. Um, what I really admire about him. And we talked about it earlier with Kelsey, these guys want to make the young dudes better. And he talked about, you, you know, just trying to teach these guys gets that his snaps may be down, but you know what the snap being down thing, you would think is a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. I think it helps no, him not for him. Yeah,
4: yeah. It's perfect for him. for him. Yeah. See, the fact that he's at this stage of his life now, he's 35 years old. He's got his money. He's got a ring. You know, he's set, you know, he knows that when he walks away from this game, he will never have to play for another team. I mean, because back in in the midst of his career, he had a chance to go to the Giants for a lot more money, Turned that down, stayed here. He had a chance to go back to home to Detroit, and it was tempting to go back home, finish his career in Detroit, or to possibly go to Cleveland. Well, Cleveland was an unknown entity to him. Detroit was home. Um, You know, he, he could have gone there, but he took way less money to stay here to finish out his career because that's what this city, this organization has meant to him. When you think about, and we talk about this time and time again, when you think about early in his career how this town turned on him and wanted him out of here, and chastised him, called him a bust, and you suck, and all the stuff that fans do. You know, he went into somewhat of a shell, stayed away from social media, deleted a lot of people, yep. didn't, didn't listen to a lot of the noise, but kept doing what he had to do. He knew he had to overcome the injuries. He knew he had to prove that he was he was a, a legit first-round pick. He knew, but he stayed the course. He didn't let it get to him. A lot of players would have buckled under that kind of pressure and wanted out or couldn't wait until free agency to get out of town. Philadelphia is not made for everybody in any sport. We've seen athletes come and go like revolving doors, and a lot of them can't play in Philadelphia because they can't handle the pressure of Philadelphia. Not BG, the more pressure you put on him, the more he thrived behind it. Yeah. No, and I agree with you. And yeah. You are look at yeah. yep. where he's now, and the organization has respected it. He's always a stand-up guy. He's the perfect role model for young players. And you were talking about how players like him and Kelsey go out of the way to help younger players. It's because of that culture that's been established here. They were mentored when they were younger. So now it's only natural they would do it. They're securing who they are. They know that their roles are not going to be just sitting on a bench holding the clipboard, whether they're a part-time player or Kelsey's still your number one sitter at this stage of his career. They're securing who they are. Yeah. And in, in, when it's some other young – you know, you hope Jalen Carter – Nolan Smith, if they're still here, Jordan Davis, they'll do the same thing for the next wave of players in about eight to 10 years from now.
3: Yeah, no, well said, well said. I thought the other thing that was interesting, Derek, he said, basically, you know, I had to make him think I was maybe going somewhere else, but I was ultimately coming back here. I thought that was pretty good. And the other thing that he threw out there, not that anybody's surprised by this, mind you, but when he's done playing football, there's a role for him in the Eagles organization. So I- uh, sure, and I love that. That's exactly the way it should be for a guy like that. There's nothing he can do but help you in it. Whether it's in the community, whether it's X's and O's, if he wants to get into that end of it, whatever. That guy's is, is is someone who is a a positive influence no matter what. Like just sitting here talking to the guy, I mean this sincerely. He's infectious. The smile, yeah. the attitude. It's it's yes. just like it, you feel better about yourself having talked to the guy for a half hour.
4: You just do. It. You can talk to him about any and everything. Some of some of the conversations he and I have had through the years are legendary, but you know I can't share them publicly. But just about stuff that's not even related to football. But he puts such a funny, positive spin on everything, even bad situations. Um, it, it's like, why can't more people be like? And I understand we all go through different things in life, and I, and a lot of us don't get the certain certain breaks that other people do. You know but a lot of times you make your own breaks in life also. I mean mm-hmm. what Brandon Graham has gotten in his life he wasn't given. He's right. had to work for it every day. You know, professional athletes are not just given these. You have to work to be who you are. The LeBron James, the Michael Jordans of the world. It's not just a given nature to be to be consistently who they are. They work harder every day. Yeah. Not less. You know, yep. and and you know we all have different success stories in life you know m- many of our success stories are much smaller than entertainers athletes you know mm-hmm. actors and actresses but it it's it's how you that's how you approach it you know do you walk around you're going to walk around every day of your life being miserable or right. you're going to turn the misery into a positive i mean i've had to do that in my life yep. i was at i was at a point in my younger life where i was like mr negative about everything man i was like just not not bitter but yeah. then I I woke, my wife kept beating into my head, you know, you're not you're thankful. Not, you're not thankful, you're right. not thankful enough grateful. for what you have. Yep. Yep. You're not grateful. And, and I got to a point, Rob, to be honest, now certain t- things that, that bothered me in the past, I, I laugh at. Yep. I make a joke of it now because it messes up your whole day. It does. It takes That's more true. energy away from you yes.
3: Yes. dwelling on that stuff than yes. – all right, I'll deal with it. You know, we'll figure it out. Whatever. And, and you yes. keep it moving. Yeah, I agree with you. I, the negativity definitely takes more of your energy than positivity.
4: Yes. There's, there's no question. Yeah. See, my motto is now: I don't have time for the, for the darkness. I yep. don't. There's too much in the light. You know, it, it, it's not even about money. It's not even about being on TV. It's about, I love being around my family. I love right. being around my friends. Yeah. You know, um, I love doing th- simple things like working in the yard, going fishing, mm-hmm. you know, there's so much positive energy out there and a lot of times that negative dark cloud just ruins your whole moment ruins your whole day True. I've, I've been at a point for my last 15 20 years i'm not letting that happen anymore yeah yeah
3: Th- those do- either either those people or the, whatever those factors are uh, they're not worth the the mental gymnastics that you have to go through You know, during the course of your day, it's not worth it. Yeah, I know it's not easy. I'm not. Look, we all have our moments where we're like, come on, man. So I'm not telling you that, but it's just, it's yeah, I agree with you. And I, you know, the the grateful approach is 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 a much better approach for sure to life. There's no doubt about that. All right, that was awesome, man. Uh, good good work out of you, Gunner, getting him, and can't wait for Kelsey on Thursday, man. Way to go, way to go. Keep your fingers crossed with Kelsey, though. I hear you. Oh, By the way, we'll have uh, have Tom McCarthy tomorrow, too. So, looking forward to hanging with Tom, talking a little fills with Tom. So, got a lot in store for you the rest of the week, that's for sure. All right, let's get one in real quick. We'll come back and uh, we'll continue with the Eagles talk, actually. I want to stay on the defensive side of the ball. I want to do a little bit. We'll talk about last year a little bit, but we're going to do a little make it or break it, D-Gun. Make it or break it with 2023 Eagles. Guys who kind of on the fence a little bit. About time, start showing it. So we'll do that when we come back also. He's Derek Gunn, I'm Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Let's talk about Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group because knowing who to trust with your finances can be a challenge and you got to find that right person. I got the right person for you. And it's Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group, whether it's retirement planning, 401k, if you're not happy with your present day insurance, you have employee benefits in your business that you're trying to get off the ground, that's another resource that Jim can help you with. Personally, I've entrusted my IRA, my 401k rollovers with Jim. I couldn't be any happier. You will be too. Give him a call, 610 996 610 996 Or you could email him, Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y, dot Jim at That's Murray, dot Jim at
4: G-L-E-S, Eagles,
3: Back. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Happy, uh, June 20th, uh, hanging out with the gun. I am Rob Ellis. We are sports fake Jacob sports YouTube network. We'll talk some fills in a little bit gunner, but let's keep the Eagles uh, momentum going. Just wrap things up with, uh, with BG with Brandon Graham. Uh, all right, little, little make it or break it now. Um, you look there, there are obviously Eagles like Jalen hurts who uh there's no make it or break it. they They've, they've made it. Uh Brandon Graham's made it, but there are others that we sit here, you know, going into the season, not really sure about either. They had down years last year or they've never really accomplished what you would hope when they drafted them or whatever yep. the case may be. And there, there's a bunch of guys that fall into that category. I would say, One that really jumps out first, right, is Quez Watkins. Um, Showed you some flashes a couple of years ago with the speed that he has, you know, some big plays here and there. But by his own admission, it was a really down year last year uh, for him. And he was very, I give him credit, he was critical of himself and I got to be better and this wasn't good enough, this and that. And that's good, you know, that's good. Um, But, you know, I, I think as much as the Eagles want him, to do well this year. I think they probably would never say it publicly, but they're wondering too what he's all about. So if I threw Quez Watkins at you in terms of they make it or break it this year, do you
4: think he makes it or, or he breaks it? Um, I think this particular year he, he makes it, but you look at this organization and you look at the volume of draft picks that they are armed with for 2024. And that includes a multitude of compensatory picks as well. Um, I think this is a pivotal year for Quez with the Eagles. Now, if the Eagles decide not to keep him, I believe there's somebody going to pick him up just based on his speed alone. Right. I mean, if you think about it, Jalen Rager is still in the league. Nelson Aguilar is still in the league. Quez Watkins will find a place to try to showcase himself and improve his uh, credibility in the National Football League. But you look at how this team has short patience with a John Hightower. With a Jalen Rager, how they moved on for them after several years. Quez Watkins has the perfect size, is 6'3, 193 pounds, blazing speed, and he's still buried as an afterthought as a receiver. Okay. He has the ability to be a frontline receiver. We know he's a home run hitter. But the other elements of his game have not allowed him to elevate his status. Over the last two seasons, he's had 76 catches for 1,001 yards. That's not bad for a number three receiver, but he has the capability of being so much more. Now, obviously, he's overshadowed by A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. I get that. Mm -hmm. But there's still a definitive role. I thought there were too many times in games last year where he was a forgotten entity in the game plan. And you have to ask yourself, why is that?
5: Mm-hmm.
4: Is it because they didn't trust him in situations? Um, is it because Jalen decided to rely on other people more so, whether it's a back, the tight end, or one of his favorite wideouts, and just didn't look his way enough? Was his number not called nearly enough last season? I think this is a big year for, for Quez in terms of showing. Now, he's already spoken out about you know bleep you people who don't believe in me, I'll, I'll prove you wrong. Never should have said that, first of all. Mm-hmm. When you're playing on a team that has two of the elite receivers in the National Football League, that has one of the top three to four tight ends in the game today, the last thing you need to do is publicly fire back at people who have doubts about you. The best way to answer your critics is to prove it on the field between the stripes. So now you put that on your back as well, and people are going to remind you of it, and people are going to bring up that quote time and time again when you don't show up in games. Plain and simple, I yeah. think it's, this is a huge season for him. I I think so too. Like I I think
3: because they don't have a ton after Zacchaeus after Alameda Zacchaeus, I don't. I I think that he makes it, uh, and he does bring an element that they don't. It's not to say Devontae Smith can't run; he certainly, right. but. I, He's got sort of different kind of speed. uh, Does Quest? So I think he makes it. Uh, For me, the jury's very much out there. I I am not. I go in very skeptical of him this year. I'm not. I I don't have confidence in him. He's going to have to prove it to me and and everybody else uh, before I buy into him. So I think make it in the sense that he's on the team, but it could very well be a break it year for him, like you said. I don't. This could be the last year of him with the Eagles. Um, Okay, that that's a. I think that's definitely a good one let's go look we talk a lot about this guy Derek Barnett yep um showed you flashes in his younger years as re- 2017 uh, when he was a rookie made some plays for sure uh certainly recovered that fumble that was which Brandon stripped of Tom Brady you know perhaps the biggest play in Eagles history he was involved in um but beyond that it's been mediocre play and injuries that have sort of dominated the theme for him the last few years. He's in the last year of his deal. They do need depth at that position, so I think he makes it, right? But but is this a year that breaks him, do you think? Will he be an eagle going forward after this year is my question.
4: His, his journey so far is so similar to what Brandon Graham has gone through. Um, but I look at the two seasons he had back-to-back in in 2019, he had six and a half sacks, 2020, he had five and a half sacks. That's not bad for a DN, especially a young DN. And then, of course, he, he 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 allowed the mental lapses to overcome his physical ability to the point people talk more about his mental lapses than they do his physical potential. He lost all of last season because of that knee injury. He had to sit there and watch this team rack up all these sacks. Now, look at, at, at his position. You got, you, you know, you got, you got, Josh Sweat out there, you got Brandon Graham out there, you got Hassan Reddick out there. There is a place, a definite place in the rotation for Derek Barnett. And you couple in the fact that the money he will be making this year is cap friendly, so it's not like he's costing the Eagles a lot of money. This organization, I believe, has identified that Derek Barnett can't help this team out, and that's a reason why he's still here today. Now, Derek Barnett has to show people that he has grown in terms of not making a mental state mistake, staying healthy on the football field, and contributing to the success of this defense. And I believe, and I've said this several times all year long, I believe we'll see a different maturity in, in Barnett, especially from the mental aspects of the game. I think it was a great learning tool for him in 2022 to sit back and watch the team's success that they went through defensively. I think it makes them hungrier, more anxious to get back out there to prove that he can be an integral part of this defense. But I also will say, when you look at how this team has drafted over the last three years, speed has been a criteria. Drafting from that premier conference has been a criteria. If Derek Barnett doesn't pan out this year, I think his tenure with the Eagles will be over. Yeah, I would agree with you. I would agree with you. All right. Let me um
3: hit you with some guys who maybe contributed a little bit, special teams, the depth, okay. whatever. Uh let's go Davion Taylor. Um, who, yeah. you know, he was an interesting case, Derek, because he didn't play a lot of football because of his religious uh beliefs in right. high school, but he got some opportunities at Colorado and you thought this guy, you know, when it comes NFL time could really explode. There's a lot of there's a lot of uh, raw ability there. Um it hasn't really worked out. He's you know frankly been kind of a bust Consider what was he a third rounder uh um, are you uh taylor was a yeah. third rounder yeah yeah um where where would you think he fits in this make it or break it this season for the eagles
4: well the good thing for him is he's a young player um he was drafted in 2020 so he's got three seasons under his belt he's played the last two years in 21 games and when he's played i mean He's more a special teamer than he is a, a, a viable defend, defensive option. He, for every one play that you hear his name called that he makes, there's many series that go by when he's out, you don't hear anything from him. Mm-hmm. Or you look up and he's all of a sudden getting beat on a play. Um, I, I think this is a pivotal year in his development. Now, you, you look at what's in front of him. You know, a Reed Blankenship stepped up in front of him. They went out and got C.J. G.J. for a year. Now you have Terrell Edmonds back there as well. So this is a proven year for him. And, again, I can't emphasize enough, in years past, we've seen Howie Roseman and his organization give up on players after three seasons. And I think he's in that category also. That, again, look at what the Eagles drafted this year. Look at what they've brought in. Mm -hmm. Look at the multitude of draft picks they have next year. Yeah, they, they could find they can find another strong safety if they need be in the draft again next year. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Strong safety, depending on the quality of safeties, could be a high priority next year for them. Yeah. So I think he's got he's got to understand this could be his make it or break it year with the Philadelphia Eagles again. He's a young player who will find a who will find a home somewhere, but he's got he's got to get this special team. Uh, tag off of him if he if he wants to show people that he can be an every down player okay all right let me
3: follow up with a guy who you know similar similar draft status similar age etc Kayvon Wallace who actually has turned himself into a nice special teamer so I, I'm not that's real and and that's valued on the team for sure but I thought coming out of college that he he could potentially be a starter like the way people are talking about Sidney Brown is the way I you know I yep. thought Kayvon Wallace kind of influence that he would have but it hasn't really worked out thus far
4: make it or break it Kayvon Wallace well he's drafted the same year as Devion Taylor yep uh and I think it, Kayvon Wallace falls in that same category it's a make it or break it season for him with the Philadelphia Eagles um you, you've had more than two seasons now to prove your worth and they keep building around you they keep bringing in pieces around you which tells me that they're not certain if he's here for the long haul. They're not certain about his immediate future. He does have a place in a special teams unit. He's a really good special teams player. But no player wants to be just labeled as a special teams player. And with him now, that that's what he is. He's had the capability. He's shown flashes. He just hasn't been consistent enough. And I don't think he's being looked at as, in the mix to be a frontline player for this team this year. Mm-hmm. He's looked at being a backup if somebody gets hurt. Um, your your value to this team is your special team's ability. But if he wants to find a long term niche in the National Football League, he has got to find a way to improve in other as- aspects of his overall game. And so, yes, I put him also in that category of this being a make it or break it year with the Philadelphia Eagles.
3: All right. I- Trey sermon. Is it fair to put him in this? I, I mean, you know, came over, he was uh, practice squad. I, I don't know that he quite fits the bill of some of these other guys. I mean, simply from a numbers thing, I think he might be in trouble, but, you know, that's tough because you got swift, uh, you got penny, you got Gamewell, you got Scott. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it just, it may just be a numbers thing for him it may not reflect his ability.
4: No, no. I think he's a hard runner. He has a nice little burst, a nice little second gear. You know, he ripped off that, what, 14-yard run in one game, but we hadn't heard from him since, you know. And instead of looking at him as someone who would elevate on the depth chart, they go out and get two other backs, which pushes him further down the depth chart. There's no question he can play in the National Football League. He's a tough runner, you know, tough to bring down. But I don't know if they look at him as a fit here. If they did, I don't think they go out and get Penny. I don't think they yeah. go out and get Swift. The, in that case, you get one or the other. You don't bring in both. So I think he gets lost in a numbers game because right now he's behind Boston Scott, mm-hmm. you know. 100% how, many teams, he is. Yeah. how many teams are going to keep more than four running backs on a roster? Now they yeah. could bury him again on the practice squad.
3: Yeah, but somebody can what? grab
4: him and, and that's the way it works. They exactly. could. You yeah. know. But that's a tough situation for him to be in. I'm sure he's frustrated. You know, mm-hmm. he's going to say all the right things, do all the right things. But a running back wants to run the ball, wants to be accounted on. Mm-hmm. And you look at the depth chart now, he doesn't figure into their, their immediate future in 2023. Yeah. And anybody else you'd put in the make it or break it category? I would have to say, um, I would say Greg Ward. Okay. Here's a guy who we know is tough. You know, one at one season they called him first down Greg because every time he caught a pass, it was for a first down. Mm-hmm. He's sure-handed. He's reliable. He can block. He can catch.
3: Yeah, and he can return a punt. He's not going to give you return. much, but he'll secure it at least. Yeah, but yet he doesn't. He didn't play in
4: any games last year. Right. Nothing. You know. Um, it kept him on the practice squad. Yeah. And as of right now, he's still on the roster. But what what more can he do to show that he can help this team? Now, granted, it's a new coach you know, a new, new mindset, a new coaching staff. They have their own visions and their own versions of what they want a pass catcher to be in terms of height, weight, you know, ability, route running. Um, he doesn't have the height, but he has the ability, the route running, he's tough. He's not afraid to go over the middle, not afraid to take the big shot. But look at where he is on his depth chart. Yeah, I you think know?
3: this is, I, I like him a lot. I, I, don't, Dude, I don't think he's a part of the squad this
4: year. I don't Would they put it, would it put him on a practice squad again as an insurance?
3: Yes, I think they do that. I think they probably yeah. do that. But uh unless there's serious injuries, I don't think he has much hope of of getting time. I
4: don't but if I, if I was him and his representation, I would go to the Eagles and say, Hey, can we just can you just let let him go? Let him yeah. let him try to find somewhere else to play. There are teams out there like Indianapolis, Arizona, mm-hmm. Houston that could use his abilities. Yeah. You know, just just let me go. Let me move on. You know, don't bury me on the practice squad. Let me move on, please.
5: Mm -hmm.
3: Yeah, I'm looking at the depth chart. I'm just trying to see if there's anybody else. Like,
1: they're they're really, I mean, in terms of the- What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price.
0: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
3: The offensive line, I don't know. I mean, I guess in terms of maybe like a punt returner, Devin Allen, Britton Covey. Is, is Devin Allen a gunner this year? Not much else. Maybe, maybe Zach McPherson? Could fit into a a make or break?
4: No, I, Maybe? Think he is, I think he has a good role here. They like they like him. They like the way he plays. They like yeah. his speed. He's a good tackler. Um uh, he, he's not going to be viewed as a frontline player, but he's a good insurance policy uh, in case somebody went down. Mm-hmm. I don't think he is in much as in much trouble as or potential trouble as some of the other guys that we've talked about.
5: Yeah,
3: I, I would agree with that. All right, let's um, let's come back. Let's talk some fills, Derek. Uh, huge series tonight, beginning tonight against the Braves. We'll get into the Phillies. What's gotten them, uh, you know, turned around here? Atlanta equally hot. The Marlins are equally hot. We'll talk a lot of baseball in the NFL segment. Um, one of the things we're going to do over the course of the next couple weeks, a few weeks, when we have you know, with the until training camp begins, we're going to look at individual teams. And run through their greatest players ever. And today we're doing the Steelers. We're doing the Pittsburgh Steelers. So we're going to do them coming up at 2 o'clock. So we'll do that. We'll do some Phillies when we get back. You don't want to go anywhere. He's Derek Gunn. I am Rob Ellis. We're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Time to tell you about pro-action restoration. Yeah, pro-action restoration. You might have a home. You might have a business. You might have a property that you own. And unfortunately, you know you don't like it, but it's the reality You go through the inconvenience of water, fire, smoke, mold damage. You're not really sure who to turn to. Well, Pro Action Restoration is on call 24 hours, seven days a week to assist. So you got an issue on a Saturday night. You got an issue on Memorial Day, Labor Day, whatever, 4th of July. They are available. They're on call 24 hours, seven days a week, as I said. Uh, And look, I went through it on a Saturday. They got right out to my parents' house and they cleaned it up. And it was, uh, it was a great experience. It really was. They are licensed, bonded, and fully insured. And they've served the tri-state area for more than two decades. ProAction Restoration will work in conjunction with your insurance company. So, again, water, fire, smoke, mold damage, mold, any of those ab- you know, that apply to you and then some, they can handle it. Give them a call, 610-623-3760, 610-623-3760, or online at ProActionRestoration.com. That's Pro Action restoration.
1: Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch Six ABC twenty four seven with the Six ABC Philadelphia streaming app.
4: For the big story on Action News, search
1: Six ABC
2: Philadelphia and start streaming today. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes.
3: you on this Tuesday, Rob Ellis Derrick Gunn, Sports Stake, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. We have Brandon Graham on at 12:30. If you missed any of that, I would suggest you go back and check it out. Jacobsports.com. It was great stuff. Great stuff from Brandon. Uh, discussing where things are with the Eagles presently, his his state of mind going into this season, uh, the 49ers, the Super Bowl, etc. It was really good stuff from Brandon. Um uh, all right, let's talk some let's start our sights on baseball, Derek. So you have a collision course here. Phillies have won six in a row coming into this game. Braves have won six in a row. Phillies have won 13 of 15. Braves have won eight of 10. You got two legitimately hot teams. Now, the Braves have been way more consistent over the course of the entire season than the Phillies yep. have. But the Phillies are starting to find their stride uh, right now. And, uh, you know, really, if you think about it, clicking on all cylinders at this point, uh, Schwarber, since being moved into that leadoff role is, uh, hitting 270 with seven home runs and a 1.061 OPS. He's got, as I mentioned, seven home runs in the, uh, in the month of June. So he's been legitimately good. Um, the bullpen has been really probably the most consistent aspect of this team all year. Yep. It looks like from a rotational standpoint, Wheeler Suarez and and Taiwan Walker have really gotten their act together. And we'll see about Suarez tonight. How about this? The last three starts for Ranger Suarez. There are 20 innings, two earned runs, 18 strikeouts to five walks. Um Spencer Strider's record's really good, but he's got a four two three ERA coming yeah. into this game. He hasn't been as unhittable as maybe he looked like a lot of last season. So yeah. Yeah, you know, the, and the Phillies split with the Braves earlier in the year two uh, two, two in, a, in a four
4: game series. So, what
3: are your thoughts on what's going on with them in, in this matchup tonight?
4: Um, I think it's imperative you, you, you have to get you have to get two out of three in this series. You have to get, yeah. Um, and if you get two out of three, it means you only cut one game off the deficit in the standings. But still, that's crazy. That's a move in the right direction if you get two out of three. Um, it's funny we say this we're in June, but you know when they match up against the Dodgers. Arizona uh, Atlanta Miami even the mets because the mets the mets smoked Houston last night which shocked me mm-hmm. uh, those are statement series you know those are the kind of things that set the tone for what's to come down the stretch when it gets into August and September you know especially when you're jockeying for a position you you always hear me talk about how I love a good pitching matchup more so than I do a 10-9 10 you know 12-10 type game Mm-hmm. I think this matchup tonight between Suarez and Strider, you know, pull 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 up a chair and get your popcorn ready for this one,
5: mm-hmm.
4: because what I've, what I've seen of Strider is when he's on, man, his pitches are lethal. You know, his array of pitches just like Suarez when he's on. If when they when they're breaking pitches are snapping the way they have, it sets up the fastball. And I, I go back to Suarez's last outing and I look at how many guys got caught looking at a third strike because they just knew a breaking pitch was coming. He sneaks the fastball by him. That's when you know everything's working you know from corner to corner for you. And both of these guys are very similar in that regard. Um I can see this being a real low-scoring game. It's how as the the Phillies bats have been as of late? Atlanta's been just as hot, you know, at the plate. Yep. So somebody's getting handcuffed tonight. Michael Harris is on fire. Uh, oh my god
3: for the Braves. He started off a little bit slow. You remember he had a great year last year yep. and he, he started off a little bit slow, but yeah. I mean, think about what you have to deal with, with this lineup. You got Harris, who I just mentioned, who's come, who's coming on. He started off slow. Is coming on. I'm just giving you everybody here. Ronald Acuna Jr. And Austin Riley and Albies and Matt Olson. Who's that, you know, who, who is a power guy for them. Uh, even even Sean Murphy, the the catcher, I know he's a little bit banged up right now, but he's got twelve home runs for him. Ozuna's got thirteen home runs for him. Like this Jeez. is, there's no easy,
4: no easy outs here.
3: You know, with this squad for sure.
4: know yeah. yeah. it, it's very similar to the Phillies. One of the few lineups like one through nine that could hurt you at any given moment. Um, but the Braves have done that for years, man. Their farm system is second to none in terms of building, of drafting and cultivating players and not rushing them too soon to the majors. Um, And that's – I'm really looking forward to This might be a game where – tonight where somebody's got to get lucky and get maybe a couple of early runs because the pitching could settle in even when you get to the bullpen and carry this team the rest of the way to the finish line tonight. So so from first pitch to the last pitch, um, I'm looking forward to this game. I'm looking forward to the series, but more so this pitching matchup tonight. Same here. Uh, you know, and I, I think you make a good point. This,
3: these two could just kind of you know, duel each other to a draw and then it's going to come down to the bullpen. And look, I, I like the Phillies bullpen. You know, I like the fact that they're coming. They haven't, they had an off day, uh, yesterday. Um, you, you know, they weren't really, most of your, your big boys weren't used on Sunday either in Oakland. So, you know, the back end should be, pre- Pretty well rested for the most part Kimbrel and, and Soto and those guys I know Alvarado threw on Sunday but he should be good to go Too so you should have everybody available I haven't heard anything um, In terms of the Castellanos Illness that he was dealing with the last couple of games In Oakland so I'd expect that he's You, you know raring to go and he's been their most yep. consistent Hitter all year yep. um, You know and Harper's going to be well rested He's coming off two days rest they gave him Sunday off And he had yesterday off so you're you Coming into this thing in pretty decent shape Derek um, it, You know as far as just player availability. Now, if you look at the standings in the NL East, Phillies are eight behind the Braves. Yep. Braves are 46 and 26. Phillies are 38 and 34. The Marlins are four and a half back uh, of Atlanta. Marlins have won five straight. Seven of ten. I mentioned Atlanta six straight, eight of ten. Philly six straight, eight of ten. That, the top of this division is is nasty. Have you, did you see the Central? The Reds have overtaken the Brewers. Oh yeah, they the went like, hot in a row. Yeah, they I'm brought little... up some young kids who are, have really put some life into them,
4: big time. But see that that's what happened a couple of years ago when Cincinnati started gutting it. They got back a lot of good prospects from a lot of from from a different teams when they got rid of veteran players, and now it's paying off for them. You know, and and we're only in June. Let's see if they can sustain it. You know, they just put a bunch of young. To me, they're a better version of what Oakland is. Oakland basically gutted that team and they're playing with a bunch of kids. Problem is in Oakland, they've still got to get some pitching. Right now, Cincinnati has a pitching and a hitting, you know, to go with it and it's showing. I mean, they're on a roll right now. Mm -hmm. You know, it was a neck and neck race for all season long between Pittsburgh and Milwaukee. Now out of nowhere, here comes Cincinnati. So it's going to be interesting to see how they're able to sustain it uh, for the duration of the season with all these kids playing for him. Yeah. And uh, the De La Cruz
3: kid just looks nasty for the Reds. But
4: you know, it, what's this kid's name? Ely e- 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 De La Cruz? Yes. E- e- Have you seen him run the bases? He can fly.
3: He can flat out fly. It's, I don't, and he reminded me, remember the kid who got hurt in Pittsburgh, O'Neill Cru- Cruz or whatever? Yep. Who this, this Ellie De La Cruz is six five, two hundred pounds, and he yeah. plays shortstop. And he can flat out move; like he is, he is fun to watch. They're, Cincinnati's a, if, if you're ever just flipping around in the raw, just stay with it for a minute and watch them. They're a pretty fun team to watch
4: in, in baseball. He, he's a big free swinging kid, you know, big looping swing. He takes his cuts. If you get him, if he gets on base, he's a nightmare, because you know most people who settle for singles, he's pushing doubles. He's, you know, most people settle for doubles. He's pushing the triples. Um, you know, he'll take off a run on you. He, mm-hmm. Even if he gets a bad jump, it's hard to get him, uh, get him off the base pass because he's so doggone fast. Yep. Um, I've seen him play a couple of times and I'm sitting there. Every time I watch this kid, it's like, wow. You <laughs> know, wow. Mm-hmm. And for us, you know, he started getting recognition last year because he's a six, five shortstop with such great range. Yeah. You know, most of your shortstops are five nine, five yeah. ten. Yeah, six, the
3: only you've had exceptions like Ripken over the years and a couple guys, but most yeah. of the time they're they're on the shorter side. Yeah,
4: yeah. You know, this dude is six five with incredible range, a gun for an arm, can run like the wind, and, and has a good stick. Yeah. You know, he's every he's he's a five tool player. Has everything you could ask for. Unfortunately, he doesn't get a lot of national notoriety because he plays for Cincinnati, which has been a mediocre team for years,
5: mm-hmm.
4: but, but that team, the way they're playing right now, look out, watch out. They're, they're not the pushovers they were in April and, and early to mid-May.
3: I'm with you. I'm with you. All right, back to the Phils. So their starters, listen to this. Last 15 games, Philly starters, 1.74 ERA. Ooh. They wow. have been dealing. I mean, the, look, even the fifth starter spot, when Christopher Sanchez started uh, on Saturday, he did a nice job for them. I mean, the only thing that really worries you is Nola. And and look, Nola's numbers aren't terrible, but, no. you know, we know by watching him all, you know, every time he makes a start that there's that blow up inning and you're hoping to be able to avoid that. But all in all, these guys have been great lately,
4: the starters. When you talk about Nola, it's always one bad inning that just, just, just blows everything up with him. You know, here's a guy who will blow up in one inning and all of a sudden you look up, he's got eight or nine strikeouts to go with it. Yeah. You know, he got to win his last outing that he really shouldn't have gotten, but he did, you know, after he allowed the opposition to come back. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing I like about this Phillies bullpen is you have four or five guys that can hit that radar gun, 98, 99, 100. Alvarado, Kimbrell, Soto. You know, they have such a great uh, – an array of strong arms on the back end of that bullpen. And I'm, and I'm so looking forward to seeing this pitching staff match up against uh, Atlanta's arsenal. I mean, this Atlanta team, they lead the National League in home runs, runs scored, batting average. There's a reason why they're at the top of that division and not the bottom. And they're big swingers, too. They will take their cuts. Mm-hmm. So Philly, Philly's pitching. Had, and it doesn't make a difference. you got guys throwing 100 miles an hour. They've got bat speed top to bottom in that Atlanta order that can catch up to a fastball. So it, that's why I say it's going to be interesting how, how this game tonight especially the starting pitching tonight plays out how they attack each other's uh, batting arsenal of each inning.
3: how much do you buy into last year' starting slow being able to fall back on that experience and it's helped them this year?
4: I think it's I think it's tremendous. Uh, this is a team that, that didn't panic I didn't expect them to panic uh, and I think they all talked about it. hey look, same thing happened last year look what happened to us once we hit June sure enough here comes June. Oh, I think that's valuable experience, even for new guys that, that joined the team who might have been frustrated. Hey, just just hold on. Just wait. Just give us a little bit of time. For whatever reason, we can't figure it out. We haven't been able to pinpoint it. But June is when we really start turn the, turning the corner. And sure enough, it has been June they've started to turn this corner again. So they're right where they need to be. There's no panic. You know, you can say, oh, they're eight games out behind the Braves right now. Sure. That could change in a in a drop. Look, look what happened with Cincinnati in the Central that could change the drop-up ahead in July and August, you know. Yeah. And yeah. Even, if they, even if they don't win the division, if they stay healthy, if somehow, some way the Phillies can stay healthy uh, pitching and batting, they're going to be right there in the, in the midst of the playoffs again and in great shape to go deep again. Just get in. Just get in. Look at last year.
3: You go to St. Louis, you have to play three games there. Yep. You take the first two, you advance. You know, they this team – they they haven't – they've gotten better this year, but last year it didn't matter, man. Road, home, whatever, in the playoffs, it didn't matter. You know, and, and I think they're getting better. They're getting better on the road this year too, and we saw it in the last road trip when they won, what, five out of six.
4: So All, all these injuries that they've been going through now, get them out of the way now. Get your people healthy. And I know that they're, that they're talking about trying to get Bryce at first base, and you've heard me go on record a couple of times over the last couple of weeks. I don't care if Bryce Harper ever touches the field. I don't. I need his bat at the plate. He is one of the – when you talk about, man, he's a professional hitter. Bryce Harper is a professional hitter. You know, you look at him the way he studies pitchers. You look at his swing, his ability to go the opposite way with power, to consistently find the gaps. Um, Bryce Harper, I need his bat more than I need his fielding. I don't care if he ever, if, he, if his glove ever, ever touches the field this season.
3: Yeah, and and that's the other thing. There's been a lot of chatter. I personally don't think it happens, but there's been a lot of chatter lately about trying to get Paul Goldschmidt in here. So I I would say a couple things to that uh, regarding Goldschmidt. One, I don't think that St. Louis right now is ready to punt on their season. Right. And that's what you're doing if you're trading Goldschmidt. Even though they're in last place, that's not a good division. I mean, your division leader is the Reds, who are three games over 500. you You're not dead. Yep. The other thing is, I know we just assume because John Middleton and the ownership is over the luxury tax that, hey, just keep piling money on. Who cares? I don't assume that. I don't know that they want to keep paying out these these ridiculous sums. I I also don't know that they want to give up the insane amount of prospects you'd have to give up to get Goldschmidt um well, i I,
5: possibly, I i think if they frontline
4: player yeah possibly. right i think if they do something it's pitching i do yeah yeah i agree with you you know depending on how how serious some of these injuries are that they're going through mm-hmm. i would say pitching is a primary concern more so than hitting this team as it is right now they can hit with anybody in a, in in the majors to be honest with you if you really if you really want to yeah. stack them up um, they, their numbers may not show it overall right now, but we know they're a slow team that catches fire at a certain point. i put this lineup against anybody's in the majors. That includes Tampa. It's yeah. as good as Tampa's playing right now.
3: And and you know the other thing that people are a little bit worried about, and I'm not, is Bryce Harper's power. Um, yeah. You know, he's been back now. If you look at it, Harper has – 152 at bats and he has three home runs and people are concerned yep. but I look at it the other way you know he's hitting 296 he's got a 391 on base he's got a 420 yep. slugging percentage 812 OPS he's getting hits um, we didn't expect him to be back until the end of July he came back nope. two months whatever it was before that <laughs> like the fact that he's back even playing to me is all gravy so I, I'm not worried I think this is where we're looking for things to get concerned about I'm not worried about it
4: especially in june this is not september this is june yeah Yeah. there's still a lot of time and he's in the lineup every day hasn't had any setbacks yet still in the lineup every day that's all i need he'll he'll figure it out now like i mentioned to you last week watch him at the plate sometimes i think he's pressing swinging at pitches especially outside pitches that he normally wouldn't swing at um and maybe he's pressing a little bit because out of frustration maybe he's not where he wants to be at the plate but he is still one of the best hitters in the game, you know. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he's on my team or on this Phillies team, I'm just glad he's back in the lineup, dude, because yeah. um, he, I think he sets the tone for people in front of him and for people behind him. Oh, I do too. I do too. And there's
3: still such a fear factor in him, in, in throwing to him. It's it's Look, and for whatever reason, as much as it doesn't seem to be – obvious to with the numbers and i get it 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 just works for them with schwarber in the leadoff spot i mean he's a 187 hitter but as the other numbers bear out and he does walk a lot he does get on base a lot and if you if if you just go by that it seems to work it's hard to ignore the strikeouts i get it it's hard to ignore the batting average but and I think he feels better, and they feel better, and you can't put a price on that leadoff home run. That leadoff home run
4: sets such a tone. It really does. Absolutely. You know, as much as I want to on the front end of that lineup, the way Schwarber's swinging right now, uh, I've changed my mind. Leave Schwarber bomber in the one hole. Yeah. Stott, Stott will hit no matter where you put him. Yep. You know, a lot of times you, you, move player, you move a player around in the lineup, it affects his, his mental approach to the plate. Not with Stott. You put him anywhere in the lineup; he can bat ninth, and he's still going to produce for you.
3: Yeah, I agree. I agree. So Suarez tonight against Strider. Then it's Aaron Nola tomorrow, and then uh, it is uh, Taiwan Walker on on Thursday, which is the day Ooh. game. So, yeah, that's um, you know this is where also we're going to be keeping such a close eye on on Nola tomorrow night, especially with this lineup, because while other lineups he might have that bad inning, he give up three. This team will put a six or seven spot on you. If if you get
0: sloppy with them.
4: Yep. Yep. Um, they're every bit as good as their record indicates right now. Um, and, and they're not going anywhere. You're going to have to take what you want from the Atlanta Braves unless they go through a plethora of injuries, which they have not up to this point, you're going to have to just find a way to beat them head to head and hope you get help somewhere else. Because, um, they, they are playing like the best team in the national league right now have been for a long time this season. They have everything you want to be a contender, a, a serious deep contender in the playoffs. Um, and I do believe that the Phillies can match them pitcher for pitcher, batter for batter. It's just the Phillies got out of the gate a lot slower than Atlanta did. Now you're playing catch up in this horse race, not a sprint a marathon, but you still have plenty of time to catch them. So if you look at the wild card, it's so tight. Um,
3: between the Marlins, Giants, Dodgers, Phillies, Brewers, Padres, Pirates mm-hmm. and Cubs, and Mets. Mm-hmm. You're only separated by five games. That's um, great. Yeah. Yeah, right? So that you have um Phillies are a game back right now. Brewers are two, Padres are four, Pirates are four and a half Cubs and Mets are five. That that's how that's how tight this thing is with Miami and and San Francisco as the leaders of the pack. It's, it's, this is tougher this year because I think teams are playing better generally in the National League. Now, the question is can Miami keep this up? Will San Francisco keep this up? Uh, will the Dodgers make a move on the Diamondbacks at some point? Uh, with, the, with as much talent as they have, San Diego is starting to climb a little bit, a little bit. Uh, like the Phillies, they got off to a slow start as well. The Cubs yep. have won eight of their last 10. Like, yep. I don't know, man. It's tough. The best thing to do is sort of revisit this in about a month and not drive yourself crazy with all this kind of stuff. But it is close. It definitely is close.
4: Well, sit back and enjoy this week because you got you got some good ones coming between the Braves and the Mets. I'm going to enjoy this uh, this entire week. Just, I mean, obviously you want the Phillies to win more than you lose, but I just love these divisional matchups. You know, everybody – a lot of people thought the Mets would be the front runners, and, and they've basically imploded in a lot of ways. Now, I understand they've had injuries. Yeah. And um, but, you know, the Mets showed last night that when they're playing their, their kind of ball, they're still capable of being dealt with. I mean, they really took it to the Astros last they Beat night. up Houston. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my goodness. And that, and Houston's a good team, even though Houston um, is not, uh, you know, uh, putting up the wins and losses like they did last year. Houston is still going to be right there in the playoffs. And Houston's going to be a team. Houston's going to be one of those teams that beat in the playoffs.
5: Yeah. And no doubt.
4: What, what the Mets did last night, whew. Uh, it's like, hey, hey, don't forget about them. As bad as they're playing right now, don't forget about the Mets.
3: Yeah, uh, right. And and look, they 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 get some you know some bodies back too. Um, th- that's yeah. the, the you know the biggest thing for them. Like you said, was injuries. You know, really all over the place. But getting Pete Alonzo back last night, you know, is is big for them for sure. And mm-hmm. and Scherzer looked like Scherzer last night. All right, let's uh get a yeah and we'll uh we'll set our sights to the nfl we'll do some present day and we'll look at the greatest Steelers players in the history of that organization we'll we'll, we'll run through that as well but a lot of other stuff to get to and we have maybe an all-time movie day today <laughs> would you concur it's it's right there with any movie day that we've had it's pretty close i have 12 on my list and i've never had 12 before Yeah, and these aren't reaches. Like, there's a lot of strong, really strong movies um, on the list. Good birthdays, too. Good birthdays as well. All right, we'll do all of that. When we come back, don't go anywhere. That's Derek Gunn. I am Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Time to talk about Flynn Tree Services because Flynn Tree Services is an experienced, licensed, and insured Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any, any unwanted trees off of your property. They offer cost-effective solutions to any tree problem that you may face, and they are experts at trimming all types of trees, and they serve southeastern Pennsylvania, South Jersey, and northern Delaware. Flynn Tree Services specializes in tree removal, stump grinding, as well as tree pruning. Now, keep in mind, it's a good time to get your trees evaluated because the weather hasn't gotten too crazy yet like we can tend to get in the summertime. Go to their Facebook or Instagram page for more information or a sampling of their work. Give Flynn Tree Services a call at 610-850-2848. 610-850-2848 or online at FlynnTreeServices.com. That's FlynnTreeServices.com.
1: Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app.
0: The big story on Action News. Search 6ABC
2: Philadelphia and start streaming today.
1: All right. Did you know I was the mommy slam dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes. Really. Don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you are ready? All right. Here we go. Let's hear the crowd. <sighs> so go to left. Mama. mama go. Oh, mama! She did it.
0: Again. You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare.
6: Uh huh. ¿Qué
0: welcome back
3: hi hi Derek
4: hey you. Know, you how know, are funny. we good you yes. know it's funny uh, while you were gone the back of your chair was facing the screen and I'm like is that a cabbage what
3: is it? <laughs> yeah that's how I'm gonna do the show from now on there I forget who it was it was like uh maybe it was like Prince or God, who was it? Maybe Van Morrison or somebody <laughs> turned their back to the, to the audience during a concert one time. And, <laughs> like, that, can you imagine? You paid all, all that money to go to see them, and they're, they're going to turn your back to you to do the concert. Unbelievable, man. But artists. Artists are different cats,
8: man. That's yes, sure. they are.
3: All right, so a couple things uh, NFL-wise. Let's start with this one. Davin Cook uh, and DeAndre Hopkins, both without a team right now. Um, Hopkins has been on kind of a tour, Tennessee and, and New England included. Dalvin Cook has been kind of quiet since the since the Vikings cut him, but Cook's been pretty vocal about wanting to play with Hopkins together. Now, how's this gonna work? I don't know. Uh you know where I could see it? I could see it in New England. Couldn't see yeah. it in Tennessee with Derrick Henry yeah. there,
4: but I could see it in New England. I could also. Um, but if if both players feel they're going to command a decent salary wherever they go, uh, I'm looking at the cap availability right now. Um, right now, the Bears have the most cap space at 32 million, mm-hmm. which is a lot of money. But dude, do yeah, I don't see the Bears going bringing in both Dalvin Cook and DeAndre Hopkins. I don't see DeAndre wanting to go. To the Bears now, the Cardinals, the team that DeAndre just left, they have twenty-six uh, six six million. Panthers have 26.5. five. I'm looking at the Colts. The Colts would be a viable option, although Dalvin Cook would have to be an understudy to Jonathan Taylor. But they could also be an incredible dual threat. Um, I don't think DeAndre would go there with the uncertainty of the quarterback situation surprisingly enough as we sit here right now the jets have 23 plus million jets ain't bringing in anybody they're loaded but uh, now deep, deep and running back deep and wide receiver here's a team the cowboys have 20 plus million in cap space yeah if those two would both be
3: interested in sort of like a bet on themselves sort of contract maybe i don't i don't see hopkins doing that though i could see i don't either, either. maybe Dalvin cook but not hopkins
4: I don't now, think so. Uh, is he willing to share space with both Brandon Cooks and Ceedee Lamb? I think he wants to go somewhere where he can shine and be the front line guy. Yep. Um let's see who else. Uh not going to the Texans. They have 19 million in cap space.
3: And they're just um, not you know what I mean? They they're trying to go young. I don't yep. I you know, I don't think it makes sense to, <laughs> Not not Dalvin Cooks that old, but I think they're they're looking right. to go younger. And they had to the kid uh, Pierce, who had, a, who had a good year for them.
4: Let's see. I'm um, looking at who. Let's see. Where are the Patriots in terms of cap space? Uh, Patriots have just under 15 million in cap space right now. Well, so I th- bring them up for this reason, Derek. They, they their situation at running backs awful. It is awful.
3: It's terrible. I I don't like anything about their running back setup. So I, you know, just a thought. I, I haven't heard anything with linking them to Dalvin Cook, but we know they've they've had Hopkins in. So. Possibly.
4: Yeah. And I, uh GSO to address what you just said, that's why I said I don't there's certain teams I don't see them going to Indianapolis, Houston. I just said they had the cap space. Yeah. Brought it up in the conversation. There's no way in shape or form do I think that those type of players, especially when they've had a taste of winning, would want to go to a team that's starting all over. No. Right. They want to put themselves in the best place financially and season wise to showcase as much as they can.
5: Yeah.
3: And and Cook keeps talking about how he wants to win a ring and all this other stuff. We'll see. I mean, it's a, it's, it it, it ain't, it ain't easy. uh, You know, as they say to, to figure this thing out for sure. Uh, Or where they may, where the tea leaves may, may, may show where they end up. Um, So a couple other things here. Uh, We mentioned uh, uh, JJ Watt yesterday. It looks like CBS is the favorite in the clubhouse to land him. It would not be a full-time role. So he would do, Occasional studio stuff, occasional games here and there, uh, depending. He doesn't want to make that kind of time commit. Must be nice to just dictate your own terms, right? <laughs> but when you when you're JJ. Watt, you can, I'm just saying it must be nice for, for that to be the case.
4: Yeah, but you know what? when you're talking about going to the network, they want that weekly commitment. That's yeah. how they sell. That's how they advertise. They they don't normally go to a guy who might show up half the season here or there. Um, college football, maybe a little bit more, but at the pro level, they want consistent people in place so that they can build. We have the best team, you know, pregame. So I like, I can't wait to see who's willing to take on that type of role with him, allowing him to pick and choose when and where he's going to be available for them.
5: Mm -hmm.
3: Yeah. And, and like, to me, it's, it's easier, I think, to do the studio thing than to do the you know, booth thing. It, there's just yeah. you need more reps to get good at the booth and more of a feel for it, and how to play off of, you yeah. know, your your play-by-play guy and and having somebody saying something into your ear and and it's there's just it just seems like there's more to it. So, be I don't know how that's going to shake you out with him. I I, I think we're going to see him for sure, whether it's CBS, NFL Network, NBC, wherever, right. ESPN. Um, Troy Aikman. Troy Aikman's at a point in his life where for a long time, he did consider going into a front office of a team, but he says at this point, it's probably past him to be a GM. I think he's 56. Okay. He's in the midst of a five year. He's entering the second year of a five year, $90 million deal with ESPN. He also says, you know, he he sees an end line in sight for even his broadcasting career because he wants to enjoy, just enjoy his later years, et cetera. Um, Yeah, here's my thing. He he's still, I I think at the top of his game. He's I got a great do. part, yeah, great partnership with Buck. He, when this deal's up, he'll be sixty-ish. I mean, God bless you if you can walk away from eighteen million or, or whatever. If you if you can, good for you, more power to you. But I I don't know, I don't know that you walk <laughs> away at that point.
4: Let's see, he'll be fifty-seven in November. Four years left, so it's technically sixty-one if he decides to bow out. Yeah. You know, with ninety million in your back pocket, you know, maybe, maybe he's one of these guys. That, you know, there's some guys who want to sit in the booth as long as they can to be relevant for as for as long as they can. Maybe he's of a different mindset. I mean, you know, um, he, he's 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 gotten through a divorce. He's he's in a new journey in life now. Um, he played the game for a long time. He's broadcast the game for a long time. And maybe he has other business ventures or maybe he just wants to veg out the rest of his life. He's got the mm-hmm. bank account to do it, mm-hmm. you know, more power mm-hmm. to him, whatever he decides to do. But I actually enjoy listening to Troy in the booth, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think he's very insightful. Um, and I, and I love his, 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 he still has the excitement, love for the game, the octave ranges in his voice. Um, I, I think he's one of the best out there right now in the broadcast booth, but if he decides to ride off in the sunset at the age of 61, hey, man, kudos to you. You yeah. know, and, as Chuck Knoll says, enjoy um, enjoy moving on with the life's work.
3: Yes. Well, and Mark Zumoff called it calls it the fourth quarter, you know, and he decided, I want to enjoy Fifth the fourth work. quarter. And good for him. Yeah, yeah good for him. Uh, but we'll see what ends up happening there. Um, as we expected, uh, Derek, we talked about this uh, yesterday. So uh, Jack Jones, the corner for the Patriots, he was arraigned on weapons charges in Boston, pleaded not guilty, right. posted 30,000 uh, bail. It was, uh, he's got a court appearance uh, August 18th. So uh, he, he's charged with two counts of possession of a concealed weapon in a secure area of an airport and possession of ammunition without a firearm identification card, uh, unlawful possession of a firearm carrying a loaded firearm and possession of a large capacity feeding device.
4: Wait a minute! A, lo- a loaded firearm in the airport. Yeah, yep. yep. I mean, yep. Really? Yep. Yeah. They're I- simple. They're simple, and then they're simple. How simple can you be? I know. I know. Uh, two
3: of the counts against Jones carry a mandatory minimum prison sentence. Prison sentence of two and a half years if he's indicted and later I don't see
4: him. I don't see him doing jail time. He may have to pay him some kind of fine, but let's see how 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 long the. Uh, Patriots put up with this before it's announced he's cut. See, you know, Belichick's, Pel- Belichick's not shy about cutting a player to prove a point. Yeah, That's one of the dumbest things you could do. Walk into an airport with a loaded gun, knowing it's going to have to go through the x-ray machine. You know, why would you not, you know, take the clips out, make sure all bullets are out and store it underneath in your luggage? How, yeah. how do you not do that?
3: And he, look, he's already on their radar because last year he, he was suspended for the end of the season. It, uh, his agent described it as a miscommunication with the Patriots in terms of rehabbing his knee, but whatever yes. went down the, yeah, the Patriots suspended him. Um, you know, Belichick, I guess had gotten over it because he was lining up with the ones in spring practice. So I, yeah, you know, who knows, who knows? He started two games last year. He's got ability. So they they may give him one more shot. It's not out of the question, but. You're right. Belichick, you don't know. You don't know what's going to happen
8: there.
4: Belichick likes to send out messages to players every now and then. And he doesn't care. Um, he doesn't care if, you, if you're the star player or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe the only one who's ever exceeded that rule is a Tom Brady. But then again, you know, Tom Brady's tenure in New England. You, we never heard of Tom Brady doing anything that steps out, steps outside of the character and caused the organization any type of embarrassment. Um I, I think this kid's going to get hit with a team fine, a league fine, uh, so on and so forth. And if he's that good, maybe he's still there. But I wouldn't be surprised one bit if Belichick cuts him. Uh, yeah, not, I, nothing would surprise me. Let's put it that way, um, for sure. All right, so uh,
3: we'll, we'll, we'll mix and match these uh, up until training camp with the Eagles when it gets real. Because we have about five weeks-ish, somewhere in that, in that area. But we're going to look at, at at certain teams and look at their greatest players, Derek. And we started, you know, we started with an organization that's had their fair share today, and it's the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I know you covered the team. It's one of the reasons why I thought this would be a fun team to to do uh, yeah. today. And and the other part that I enjoy when we're, when I'm I'm doing research on this is I like it when it's hard and you're trying to figure out, like, oh my god, can this is this guy ahead of him? Is where does he yeah. fall in yeah. this, et cetera it's a tough call and you know, you could, you could have done 20 Steelers on this easy. List. Easy. easy, right? Instead of 10. And there's definitely really good players that are, that are left off of the list. Um, like for example, I'll just tell you with my, like neither Lynn Swan or John Stallworth is on my list. Mine either. Yeah. So, I mean, you're talking about two guys who were money in big games and clutch and, and great players, but they don't even, that's how good the Steelers history is.
4: Dermani Dawson, who I, who I knew when I covered that team is not on my list. And he's one of the best centers that ever played the game. Absolutely. Uh, he didn't make my list either.
5: Yep. Yeah. Uh,
4: yeah. A lot of, a lot of the guys who made my list were from that dominant team of the seventies and rightfully so, because that was a once in a lifetime assemblance of players on that team. that won four Super Bowls in a span of six years.
3: Yeah, I agree with you. I, I have about that many myself. Um, all right, so why don't we start? Let's work our way up with this one. Let's go ten to to one. Okay, why don't we just go? Them,
4: okay, I didn't yeah. put them in any chronological order, but oh, okay, I mean we can still do that. But okay. I do have okay. ten. But you know, we, we can go. You know, you decide. Yeah, you yeah, if you, to. you give me one, I'll give you one. Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, I had to put. You know, you said players, but I couldn't leave them off the list. And number ten on my list is is Chuck Noll. Okay, it had to be Chuck Noll. Chuck Knoll took over a 1-13 team in 1969 and by 1972, they were 11-3, and from 72 through 79, they were in the playoffs every year, won four Super Bowls, uh, lost out two uh, conference championship games. Chuck Knoll uh, was such an architect in his coaching staff of finding talent, cultivating talent, building talent. It was unbelievable. Chuck Knoll was a hard coach to play for, former players will tell you. He was not an easy man to play for. He called out anybody. He didn't care who you were, where you came from. If, he, if, he, if you weren't doing what he needed you to do, he would call you out. And I'm talking about a team that was loaded with Hall of Fame players. So I had to, I had to put Chuck Knoll in on the top ten list.
3: All right, good choice. Good, I, look, I can't argue that. I mean, I, I I've, we've talked about it on the show. The most incredible thing about that organization is they've had three coaches since 69. Yes. Chuck Knoll and then Cower and then now – uh, Tom it's incredible it's incredible um all right I'll, I'm gonna work I'm gonna kind of work lower and then i'll I'll get my way up but uh, Mel blunt to me was nasty Mel Blunt was a great defensive back he could cover he could hit he wasn't afraid of anything five time pro bowler two time all pro I mean this guy was at four super Bowls absolutely the real deal back there patrolling that that secondary for the Steelers so I would I would i'll th- I'll throw I'll throw Mel Blunt in there in, in, in the hat into the circle for my for me.
4: Well, he was inducted into the Hall of Fame in 1989 and in 1978 with Mel Blunt. You know, they changed the rule partly because of Mel Blunt of, of being able to have contact with re- receivers downfield. Downfield, yeah. He was, so, he was so physical, he was like a professional mugger that um uh, they changed the rule to give receivers more freedom to get yeah. past. Them. <laughs> the one thing I'll always remember about Mel Blunt, and this was after his playing days, uh, we were doing a story on Mel Blunt and about horses. He loved to raise horses. And I, f- I forgot who uh, was doing the interview with him, but one of the horses was acting up and he was trying to hold the reins while he was talking on camera. And he hauled off, boom, and hit the horse right. <laughs> caught the horse. Oh my god. And the horse just like the horse was shot. What the horse wasn't hurt, All right. the horse just. And Settle down for the rest of the interview, with Mel Blunt play, but <laughs> oh. Mel Blunt was that dude, man. He was he was tenacious, physical. He would get in a, a receiver's head and stay there all day. And whenever people went over the middle of the field, they would look for wh- where Mel Blunt was standing. Okay, all right, that's a good one. All right, what uh, throw another one of yours in there. Gotta go with mean Joe Green. Uh, yeah. Joe Green oh, yeah. was a 10 time pro bowler, uh, he was a four time all pro. A two-time Defensive Player of the Year, he was inducted in the Hall of Fame of 1987. Joe Green set the tone for the name Steel Curtain back in the day when they were Steel Curtain. Yeah, Joe Green was virtually unstoppable. You know, he just had that non-stop mower. He could he could embarrass you with finesse, or he can go right through. He was almost like a Reggie White. He can go around you. He can go through you. It didn't make a difference to him. Um, and Chuck Noll had this special love for Joe Green that was second and none. Joe Green was an incredible player, but he was also an incredible person. Uh, off the field, he was like soft-spoken, and of course, everybody remembers him for the Coca-Cola commercial. Thanks, mean yeah. Joe, <laughs> little kid. He throws him the jersey. I have joke get a smile. Yep. Oh my goodness! Yeah, there's no question. Joe Green has to be one of the top ten all-time greatest Steelers. I, I think he's number one. Okay. I actually think he's number one. Right. I,
3: I have him as number one. Now, I, I, I'll give you. I'll give you who I also think. When I think Steelers and I think yep. steel curtain and nastiness, it's Jack Lambert, missing his oh, teeth, what? intimidating, uh, just staring down a quarterback before the snap at the linebacker spot. This guy made nine Pro Bowls, six time All Pro, Defensive Player of the Year. He went in the Hall of Fame in '90, but he epitomizes that number fifty eight nasty. You know, he's kind of like Butkus was for the for the Bears. He's that guy, as far as I'm concerned, Jack Lambert. He
4: was a bad boy. He was – he when he was drafted, he was, he was projected to be an outside linebacker. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was only 204 pounds when they drafted him. He took over the middle linebacking spot because somebody got hurt. And even at being undersized, he never relinquished that spot. You know, he had 28 career interceptions as a middle linebacker. That is you a know. ton, man. That's a ton of – that's a ton. And when they didn't pass as much back then either. No. But this dude and, – and the thing is, he was one of those players who was borderline dirty. He didn't care. Yeah. I remember the one game against the Cowboys. Uh, I forgot who it was the Cowboy got in the kicker's face. Cliff Harris. Up, Cliff Harris. Grabbed him by the back of the jersey and threw him across the field. Yeah. Um, Jack Lambert was no nonsense, and Jack Lambert was not afraid to call out teammates that weren't playing up the capability as well. Mm-hmm. I believe he went into the hall of fame in 1990 as well, but, but, you know, he spent, um, I believe it was 11 of his seasons in the NFL in Pittsburgh. Yep. Yeah. 11 seasons, 28 interceptions, just, just a, just a mean nasty individual between the stripes. Uh, so he definitely makes the top 10 list. Good choice. Good choice. All right. Who's your, who's another one for you? One of my all time. I got a lot of When I say I got a lot of favorites, I mean, Kevin Green, Carnell Lake, oh. Greg Lloyd. I have covered all those guys. Levon Kirkland, I still talk to even today. Yeah. I have covered all these guys. But one of my all-time favorites had to be Rod Woodson.
5: Yeah.
4: When I got to, when I got to Pittsburgh in 1987, I got there in September. Everybody was anticipating the arrival of Rod Woodson. Remember, he was he was a major track star in college at Purdue. At Purdue, yeah.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: He ran a four four three three forty for the combine. So he could flat out fly. Um Rod Woodson had a 95-day holdout. Wow, that's a long time. That's more than three months. As a rookie. He didn't just, he just sign a contract with the Steelers until October 28th, 29th of 1987. Wow. And he didn't make his debut until November 8th because he had to get in shape. He had to get in training camp and all that stuff. Um, he was one of those – of his era, he was one of those shutdown cornerbacks, no question about it. You know, he was also an accomplished return man, both at kickoff and punt returns yeah. as well. Yeah. You know, in his tenure in Pittsburgh alone, he had 257 punt returns for over 2,300 yards, and he had 220 kickoff returns for over almost 5,000 yards. And he took four back to the house total. Um, Rod Woodson was, was lean, but he was strong, man. He could run like a win. Great tackler, great anticipate. Matter of fact, it was his second pro game. I think he picked off Boomer Esiason. His first NFL pick was against Boomer Esiason. He took it back 45 yards for a touchdown. Jeez. <laughs> but yeah. Rob Wilson was, was a good dude. and He's a cool dude. I say I, I saw him when I traveled a lot. I see him like once or twice a year. I would call him peanut head. He would call me big head. That's that's our, that's our names for each other. I uh, yeah. haven't seen him in a few years. Uh, you know, he got into broadcasting for a while with NFL Network. Um, and then he got into coaching for a while as well, but here's another guy, Hall of Famer, absolutely, he deserved every bit of it, mm-hmm. no doubt. I agree with you. I have
3: him on my list too. He, that, that is a good one. Uh, I'll stay with the linebackers then. I'll go Jack Ham. Oh. Jack Ham, eight time Pro Bowler, six time All Pro, 1988 Hall of Fame. I, I mean, he was another one. He wasn't as maybe as flashy as Lambert, but he could flat play too. He's another one. He was incredible. Um,
4: he was he was basically the brains of that linebacking core and he had incredible uh talent around him. He had 32 career picks. Yeah. As an outside linebacker, you know. Um, again, he wasn't the biggest linebacker out there, but he was one of the smartest in the game. Right. There's no question about it. Um, always in the right place at the right time. I think a lot of these guys were so good because they were afraid of the wrath of Chuck Noll. also. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, oh, nowadays, sure. think, about this. think about this now. How many how many players are actually afraid of their coaches? You know, back then when you had the Tom Landry, yeah. Chuck Knowles, even before the Vince Lombardi's, the Don Shula's, players feared those coaches. Man, they don't mm-hmm. want to get on the wrong side of those coaches. And and Chuck Knowles established himself as someone you did not want to get on the wrong side of. But you, you there's no question, Jack Ham is definitely one of the ten greatest all-time, uh, all time Pittsburgh Steelers. Who's your next? Uh, has to be Franco Harris, yes. who will uh, forever be remembered for the Immaculate Reception. Um, Here is a guy who was six big running back, two twenty, but you ran right upright too.
3: You know he was, yes,
4: yeah, yes. But he hurt people more than they hurt him. You know how they tell you now, uh, running back who uh, uh, runs upright is more susceptible to being hurt. He hurt more. But he was so big and so strong. He hurt, but he was such a gentle giant. Also, by the time he required, now at the time he retired. He was number three on the all-time rushing list in the NFL um, in the in National Football League. And it's a shame that his um, his life came to an end unexpectedly, way too early in his lifetime. But yeah. Franco Harris was not only one of the best Pittsburgh Steelers ever, he was also one of the best running backs to ever play the game in the National Football
3: League. Hmm. I, I had Franco on my list, too. Great one. All right, I'll go Troy Palomalu. Um Eight-time all pro, eight-time Pro Bowl or four-time All-Pro defensive player of the year. He won to the 2020 Hall of Fame, yep. uh, along with Dawkins and Ed Reed. They were the premier safeties of that era of that time. Could do anything. He could cover. He could hit. You could blitz him. Uh, he was a Swiss Army knife. Uh, you know, just just great, great, great player with him, who made really big plays for them in the playoffs too. Stud flat out stud.
4: I, I always remember Troy Palomalo as a guy who dove over the top of the snap of the ball to disrupt the play in the backfield. Remember field. that one, yeah. Oh my goodness. He uh, he always put his body in the line. He was a, he was basically a freelancer, a roamer. Um, you never knew where he was supposed to be. And maybe that's the scheme they call for him. You know, he didn't he didn't just sit sit back. Uh he could be on one side, he could be on the other side, he's coming up, he's in the middle. Uh, they gave him the freedom because he was just that good. He had he had um uh, what was it? Um he also he had thirty two interceptions in his career. He spent twelve years in Pittsburgh. Um he was everything he wanted as a guy to the back end of that defense. Um he was he was he's one of the favorites. Pittsburgh Steelers I enjoyed watching. Hated yep. to see him when you play your team, but you love yep. watching him play anybody else.
3: Absolutely. Yeah, he would fall in that category. All right,
4: you got any other ones? I got a couple more. I get, we get fired. Um one is that it has to be um, Mike Webster. Yep. Mike He's got to be on any list, any, yeah. any great stealer list. He has to be on it. Has to. Yep, He was considered iron Mike for a reason because at one stretch he played 150 consecutive games. You know how hard that is for a center to play 150 consecutive games. At, and and he, he was known and respected for a guy who could play through pain better than most other players. I mean, he played with some uh, injuries that would be debilitating injuries for a lot of other players. Mm-hmm. Uh, he came out in 1974 and, and quickly established himself as a technician. He was Nobody was, nobody was better like Webster as a technician uh, in terms of blocking scheme, knowing what you see across the field from you. Man, one of the greatest stealers uh, of all time. And, and, again, you know, he went through CTE before CTA became a household name and unfortunately they found him roaming the streets of Madison Wisconsin i believe it was from Madison and somebody found him like basically homeless
3: yeah under and, he was living in in, a, in his truck like under a yep. bridge i mean it's it's like it's beyond belief that that's what it got to but it did
5: yeah
4: it's a shame that he died uh, at the age of 50 before he could get uh a help
3: yeah he, and it's it's sad and you're right it was before we had the recognition of that for sure all right let I'll throw Terry Bradshaw in there. Um, yes. Even though the numbers aren't going to blow you away, but the, look, the guy delivered in big spots, Derek, you know, and the, as witnessed by the fact that he's a two time Super Bowl MVP, he saved his yep. best games for the biggest of games. And yes, they ran the ball a lot, and Franco ran the ball, and Rocky Blyer and all those guys, and they didn't throw a ton. But when he had to make big throws, think about some of those throws to Stallworth and yes. Swan. And, you know, against the Cowboys or the Rams and big Super Bowls. And Bradshaw always delivered in those kind of moments. So I think sometimes because he's such a good old boy, he doesn't get the love for what kind of player he was. But I think he deserves to be on a Steelers list in terms of the greatest.
4: You know, early in his career, people people labeled him as dumb because yeah. it, took, it took him a while to to catch on the Chuck a uh, scheme. Um, and Chuck in and, and, and I've heard so many interviews with Bradshaw talked about how Chuck Noll rode him early in his career. Yep. Uh, to the point where he didn't know if he wanted to play football anymore. Mm-hmm. Bradshaw was a Hall of Famer, and he he's basically become a Hall of Famer in terms of pregame shows because you you can't watch Fox's pregame show without waiting to hear what Terry Bradshaw had to say. As colorful as he is, you know, career wise, he threw, I believe it was what was the number I saw. He threw three. He threw two hundred twelve touchdown passes and two hundred ten interceptions. Wow, I didn't know that. His career completion percentage, 51.9. See, this is a guy who wouldn't be a starter now. No, no. He would have been a, a, a journeyman backup nowadays with those kind of numbers. That's crazy. But because he was surrounded by so much talent and he could deliver in big moments, uh, is why he 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 has the legacy that he has with the, with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, wow. he, he led him to four Super Bowls, but basically, I mean, think about it, the dude play, Lynn Swan, John Stallworth, all that uh, Hall of Fame talent on defense, uh, Hall of Fame running back behind you. How could you fail? Yeah, well, uh, I, but again, you
3: know, when the chips were down in big spots, he delivered, he delivered. Yeah, and, and Dan's right, he called all of his own plays. For, for someone yes, who was quote-unquote dumb, you know, and not yep. very smart, You know, it it dialed up a lot of good plays, whether it was handing it off to Franco or whether it was throwing to you know Swan or Stalwart. But how about how about the way the Steelers drafted and accumulated talent during those years? All these guys were talking about sick, unbelievable man. It's and you know they still have a great system to this day, great culture to this day. I you know I was there are some people who grew up in the in in out you know Philadelphia area whatever that "Ah, I hate Pittsburgh. I never hated the Steelers. I always appreciated the
4: Steelers. I really did. Now, I mean, th- th- even back, now, even back before TV was what it was, it, what it is today, with all these games on, multitudes of games on, somehow, some way back in the 70s, a Steelers game would always find its way on TV somehow. Yeah. And you couldn't help but watch them because they were so good. I know they were. Yeah. They really were. And when I was
3: a little, little kid, they were always playing the Cowboys in the Super Bowl. And I was obviously always rooting for the Steelers. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's the way it was. All right. That's cool. So we'll do that. We'll mix those in uh, you know, as, as we work our way up and, and towards, uh, towards training camp. All right. So let's come back. I got a couple baseball factoids that I'll throw your way. Another, like uh, it. another NBA free agent guy opting out of his deal. Who's you know, a pretty good player. We'll talk mm. about that and we'll do our birthdays and movies because they're strong. They are a lot. There's a lot of good ones. That's for sure. All right. So we'll come back and we'll do all those kind of things as we roll on here. Sports take. Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, let's talk about Razor Technology. Yes, Razor Technology because protecting data is security imperative for businesses of all sizes. You choose a partner like Razor Technology with expertise and the latest threats and proactive tools to lock down every endpoint with a zero-trust approach that makes certain only authorized users gain access to your system. Razor Technology delivers enterprise-wide insight into every component of a security plan across identity, devices, information, apps, and infrastructure with threat-prioritized recommendations. They design, deploy, manage, and monitor security solutions that enable modern business to safely communicate, collaborate, and thrive in the modern marketplace, whether they're working in person or remotely, on internal infrastructure or in the cloud, and in every possible hybrid arrangement. Choose Razor Technology to protect your digital assets, establish an organization-wide security posture, enforce safe practices for identity and access management, and secure hybrid and remote workforces. Call Razor Technology today at 866-797-3282, 866-797-3282, or visit them online at razor-tech.com. That's razor-tech.com.
1: Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24 7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app.
4: For the big story on Action News. Search
2: 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes.
1: <laughs> yes, really, don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready? All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. <sighs> so go to her to go to look, I Mama. Mama, go. Oh, mama. Mama. She did
0: it. Again? You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare.
6: Uh huh. up uh-huh. this anymore.
4: G-L-E-S, Eagles.
3: All right, thanks for hanging out with us, friends. We are Sports State, Jacob Sports' YouTube network. Rob Ellis, Derek Gunn, hanging out with you on this Tuesday. You okay? What, we, cool we making there, can- what were you we making, a candy run or a treat run? What were you doing? No, there? no I had to go uh, put one of the dogs back in the crate. I got you. I got you. Uh, All right. So uh, a couple things, Derek. So Kyle Kuzma of the wizards has uh, opted out. He was, uh, he had a player option, which he declined for 13 million. He becomes a free agent. Um, He'll, he'll do quite well. Uh, I'm not surprised. He had a good year for them. He's athletic. I think he's kind of figured it out, how to play a little bit more than he, than he did back in his days with the, uh, with the Lakers. So I would expect him to be a pretty hot commodity. On the uh, on the free agent market, so not not from a Sixer standpoint. I'm just saying from just anybody, he will he'll get he'll get a good deal somewhere. uh, I I would think.
4: I was going to say, can he be a Sixer, Rob? Can we get him? I don't.
3: I don't think they have enough money. Frankly, I mean the only the only way they're they're even going to be able to re-sign Harden if they do is because it's you know Larry Bird rights and he's already their player. Now, if Harden walks, it's 12 million, and then he just declined 13, so it ain't it ain't happening here. Uh, That's for sure. One can dream, one can hope. Uh, I know. Look, I, I, you know, we sit here and and we're not sure what the what the future is for the Sixers, and we we keep talking about you know, how it doesn't look good. But this is where a good general manager can restore hope. You know, can restore hope with a group if you make the right kind of moves. I don't know that he's got it in him, but you know, we'll see. We'll see if he's able to do something. It feels like it's going to be hardened, and then the only question is going to be, and we'll find this out Thursday night with the with the draft. I mean this is where it could happen but Tobias Harris maybe goes maybe but I don't know that that even happens um good. I okay. just I don't have a good feeling anyway uh be careful you, what you wish for with Harris leaving and the, what you could get back in return I know I know have you have you seen I don't even paying attention to this cuz it is the Marlins and hardly even their own fans don't care this Luisa rise unbelievable goes five for five last night he's gone five for five two of the last three games he's gone five for five he's, he's a season. yeah and he's he's back up to 400 like he dipped for a minute he was at 388 but he's hitting 400 and he's one of two guys in
4: baseball over 100 hits already and we're at june 20th it's ridiculous um there's only been four or five players that have ever hit, gone five for five in a season five times He's two away. He's we're in June. He's two he needs two more uh, appearances to be 5 for 5. Are you seriously? That's incredible. You hit 400 in June? Oh my goodness. Um and again, here's a Marlins team, young player, you know? Uh they just groom and groom and groom. They take their hits, you know, from from the media and the fan base for not being committed to winning more consistently, but I guarantee you eventually he's going to lead the Marlins. They're going to go and get some more more minor league pieces for him. They're not, they're not going to hold on to him. Yeah. You know, like we know the Phillies, Yankees, Red Sox, you get a prime player, they're going to play the majority of their career in those towns. You're a fan favorite. You're part of the family. Not the Marlins. You know. But but that's an incredible feat, to say the least. It really is. It, it, and if you
3: watch this guy, he is just a machine. And, and the thing is, I, I'm still trying to figure this out. And I know they – They got some pitching in return, uh, did the Twins. But, like, I I started really digging into a a rise a little bit in his career numbers. Like, Derek, he's done this his whole career. So just to give you an example, um, we're going to pull it up right now because I was looking at it a little bit earlier. So his his stats um, in Minnesota, and he came over, he's only 26. He's 26 years old. So he, really when he started becoming a full-time player was 2021. And that was, the, that was, the, you could see it. Like he hit 294. Um, the next year he hit 316 and now he's hitting 400. Actually, he got 112 at bats in 2020 and he hit 321. And in, 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 yeah, in 92 games in, in, in 2019, he hit 334. This guy, it just straight, straight, straight up hits. He's just a really good hitter. Where'd they get this kid from? the twins he came over from the twins in a trade he he's out of venezuela uh second baseman but he yeah he's he's one of the reasons why the marlins have played as well as they played
4: is is the twins, the twins gave up on him. that's why I the know. twins stink
3: yeah they don't know talent yeah i hear you, oh I my hear goodness. you. Goodness. um so he yeah he's off to a to a great season that's for sure we'll see if he's able to uh to keep that going um so a couple other things. Let's uh, well let, let's do this. Let's go movies, birthdays and movies and then I'll I'll swing it back to a couple other things that we haven't gotten to yet today.
5: Well,
4: that's early.
3: Uh, yeah, well I got a I got a couple other things I want to hit you with too before we get out of here. But I don't want to cheat the movies because the movies are so good and there's so many of them, okay? Dude, the birthdays are ridiculous. Yeah, they are. This is a this is a wealth of uh, riches here today uh, that we have. It's not
4: birthday. even me. I'm shocked. (laughs) How'd I know you're going to work that in?
3: Um, (laughs) All right. So let's start with this. Uh, Let's go birthdays. Nicole Kidman. uh, Kidman is 56 years old today. Strong. Yes. Very, very strong. Hold up. Got a boy. Uh, Lionel Richie. Lionel Richie, 74 uh, years young today. Is Lionel Richie still doing it? Still on American Idol and doing a bunch of other stuff. Um. Len Dawson, Len yes. Dawson, the former chief, is 30. He passed away, sadly. He was born on this day, 1935. But not only was he a great player and a Super Bowl winner, he was a phenomenal uh, analyst inside the NFL with HBO yep. before there were a ton of those kind of shows. He and Nick Bonacani, I loved those two on that show. I thought I it was a too. good show.
4: Yeah. I did too. And they debuted in the early 70s. Yeah, early 70s on HBO. And people are like, what is this? It caught on real quick. You mm-hmm. know. And look how look how long it's run since then. Yeah, I think
3: I, I can't remember if it's still on or not, but I they it ran up until pretty recently if it's still if it's done at this point. But right. they had a great run. They really did. They had an awesome run. Uh beyond that, Audie Murphy, the former war hero turned war actor, uh, was born on this day in nineteen twenty five. He was a guy who who was the real deal, not just who acted it in movies. He did it on the battlefields. He was that guy.
4: Do you know he's, he's one of the most highly decorated uh, soldiers in World War II history? Yeah. He's, he's known for a single-handedly holding off a regiment of German soldiers by himself for an hour before he led a counterattack without bullets, and he was injured. Yeah, a
3: bayonet, I think. That was uh, nothing yeah. more than – the guy was he, – he was fearless – Yes. He, he, he was, this guy had balls the size of, you know, uh, I mean, just incredible what this guy was all about. So if you're not familiar with him, you should read up on him. He is, he's something, man. He was a hero. He was a hero in every sense. He no really question. Was. Okay. A um,
4: couple other uh birthdays here. John Goodman, excellent yes. actor
3: in his own right. Uh He is 71 years old today, John you
4: know, Goodman. You know, you know his backstory, right? He was an alcoholic for a long time. Right, and you know, kudos to him. He's been clean since two thousand seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, he had a real bad alcohol problem. And if you see him recently in in, in pictures and stuff, he's lost a lot of weight. Tons. He almost looks too skinny. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, you think something's going
3: on, but you're right. Yeah. yeah, he he stopped drinking, and then and then he re- he's really into his fitness now. Like, good for him at this you know stage Absolutely. of his life. He's yeah doing a lot of good things. Uh, Errol Flynn, the old actor. I think
4: he's Australian. Uh, nineteen oh nine. One of the greatest romantic actors of all time. Every role he did was had romantic actor. <laughs> uh, one of the great Earl Flynn, yes, I that was his, that one of whole, his specialties. Time. Yeah, yes, sir. yeah.
3: Uh, the great Brian Wilson of the uh, the Beach Boys. He was the guy who wrote a lot of their music. Who uh, you know, sort of the he, he was the the conductor, the orchestrator, the producer for a lot of what they did. Uh, he was the arranger. He was brilliant. He, he's a troubled guy uh, in his own right. He's had some some mental health issues, but yeah. brilliant, brilliant nonetheless. Brilliant. Uh, so he is 70 or 81, 81 today. Uh, John Mahoney, who I thought was great in everything that he did. He was in Frazier. He was in uh, Eight Men Out. Yep. Uh, he you know passed away a couple of years back. but Very, very funny, quirky kind of guy. He played off of anybody, whatever role he was in. He was good.
4: You know, he gave up a career. He was a medical journalist. He gave up a medical uh, journalism career in his late 30s to pursue acting and turned out to be the right decision. He's had great comedy roles as Martin Crane and Frasier, and great drama roles also. Yep. yep. No, he was versatile.
3: He was. I didn't know the uh, the, the backstory there, but that's yeah. cool. That's very cool. Uh, Martin Landau, the actor, was born on this day, 1928. Uh, Tika Sumpter, uh, actress, uh, 43 years old today uh josh lucas actor i've uh, been in a lot of different things uh yep. including sweet home alabama he's 52 now if i say this name christopher mince plasse you're like Who's that guy he's 34 Ooh. today he was he was mclovin uh in in super bad <laughs> he had a uh, fake id yes uh, the director robert rodriguez is 55 years old today
4: dude what uh, a what a weird mind man the di- the movies he directs, yeah.
3: The one, what was the one with uh, Clooney, which was uh, uh, Dust Till Dawn or something oh, like that. Uh,
4: from, from Dust Till Dawn, and yeah. you know who was in that movie, right? Oh, Selma Hayek. I knew you yeah. would know. And oh, what yeah. was her favorite, her famous scene?
3: Mm, she, yeah, she's she's dancing. Yes,
4: <laughs> I knew you would know.
3: <laughs> oh, huge fan. <laughs> I'm a huge Selma High fan. Maggie on line three. That's right. That's correct. Uh, But no, he, he, he hasn't, it doesn't seem like he's doing as much as he was. He was on a roll there in like the nineties and the two thousands, but
4: I haven't seen him as much lately. You know Uh, who one of his closest friends is, don't you? No. Quentin Tarantino, another sick mind. Those two were buddies. Oh boy. This dude did the suit. He did both Sin City movies uh, from Dust Till Dawn. Uh, My goodness. And it just goes on and on. Um, Talented
3: you know, guy, but he's different. He, he's yeah. certainly different. Uh, the singer Anne Murray is 78 years old today, Canadian singer. Uh, Tony uh, Tony Aiello, who I thought was really, really good in everything he was in, uh, was born on this day in 1933. Uh, Do the right thing, but he was in a lot of different stuff, Tony yeah. Aiello. Or Danny Aiello, excuse me. Uh, Olympia Dukakis was born on this day uh, in uh, 1931. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bob Vila. The handyman yeah. extraordinaire, uh, Mr. Fix-It, uh, is 77 today, is Bob Vila. Uh, Cale Sanderson, the great uh, wrestling coach at Penn State, was a great wrestler in his own right at uh, Iowa. They, they, he has turned Penn State into a powerhouse. Uh, Derek Stingley Jr., defensive yep. back for the Houston Texans. He's 22 today, is Derek Stingley. Got any other birthdays,
4: Derek? Yeah, you got Tina Sinatra, daughter Frank Sinatra. She's 75 today. Yep. Uh Darko milicic
3: Oh, what a bust. Yeah. He was in that uh, same draft with with like O'Bron and those guys, wasn't he? I think.
4: Yeah, you know, he's the youngest player ever to to win an NBA title. He won an NBA title at age 18. Jeez. Yeah. He, he, he was also the what the youngest. He's the fifth youngest foreign player to play in the NBA. Yeah. And the youngest player ever to win an NBA title. Hmm. Yep, he's 38 years old today. Uh, that's pretty cool. Uh Chet Aikens, a musician, was born on this day in 1924. Okay. Cindy Clark from American Graffiti, uh, 76 today. Former NFL quarterback Matt Flynn is 38. Uh, James Tolkien, who was in all three of the the Back to the Future movies, a funny actor. Okay. 92, still with us, 92 today. Good for him. Remember the wrestler Coco Beware? Oh, yeah, great name. One of the all-time names. 66, like 66 today. 66 today. Yeah. Leonard Williams, a uh, Giants defensive end, is 29 today. Hmm. Uh, LeVar Arrington, former great linebacker with Washington, I covered him in high school in Pittsburgh. He played for North Hills High School as a freshman. He ran for over a thousand yards in high school. If you know Pittsburgh football, fi- Pittsburgh football is legit. That's something. Yeah. That and is he something. played linebacker and ran and a running back and ran for a thousand yards as a mm. freshman. Um, Darren Sproles is 40 years old today. Oh, wow. What uh, a career. What a career. Of someone, you talk about a career, someone you can definitely identify with. Herb McGee, 80, 82 years old today.
5: Hmm.
4: You know, look how long and uh, how long he coached in the Philadelphia area. Yeah,
3: textile. Then it became Philadelphia University, then Jefferson yes. University. But yeah, he was, he was there from his, he played there and then he coached there for yes. for more than 50 years. Incredible.
4: He, he, he was he was co- he was a coach for fifty four years. Yeah, honest. amazing, truly amazing. Uh, and finally, uh, Terrell Pryor, quarterback at Ohio State, He's from Jeanette PA, which is right outside of Pittsburgh, uh, didn't pan out greatly in the NFL, but uh, he is thirty four today.
3: Okay, all right, good ones, good. Yeah. Uh, like I said, we good good birthdays, but I think maybe better movies. Okay, so let's do it. Uh, all right, J- Jaws, nineteen seventy five. Oh.
4: Changed how I get in the water, dude. I'm telling Changed- you right now.
3: How everybody got in the water and really was the first summer blockbuster. It was yes. released, you know, and be just blew up and they they timed it for the summer because we know the whole movie revolved around the summertime and the beach and you know the shark and you know all that good stuff. But uh I mean one of those that it was on Saturday, as a matter of fact. It was on Saturday, and if you're flipping around, you stop. You you just you just it doesn't matter what the moment I'll still watch it. The same thing, and a very young Spielberg directing that he was he was a yes. very young man at that point. Uh, All right, so Jaws, 75. Chinatown with Jack Nicholson from 1974 Mm. is a great, great movie. uh, That probably doesn't get the recognition that it it deserves, but that's a a great one. It is a great one. Um, The Blues Brothers, Dan Aykroyd and John Belushi, 1980. Carrie Fisher also in that movie. Uh, John Candy in that movie, 1980. Karate Kid 2. Yep. This was the sequel, the follow-up after the blockbuster in 84 or 86, it came out. Uh, I think they ended up making three of them. I'm pretty sure. That was the second one.
5: Yep.
3: Uh, the Hulk in 2003. Now, there are a couple different versions of it, but that was the 03 version of The Hulk, which was good. Jersey Boys, a uh, very good movie. Frankie Valley and, and and that crew, uh, you know, sort of a mixing real life with, mm-hmm. uh, with, with fiction. But uh, yeah, 2014.
4: Blue Lagoon,
3: uh, Brooke Shields in 1980, I believe. Uh, A very young Brooke Shields. Yeah, kind of, kind of weird. Kind of, kind of weird. Uh, Bad Teacher with uh, Cameron Diaz in 2011. That movie is funny. It is very. She's very funny in it. She is very funny in it. Uh, Batman and Robin, part yep. of the Batman's, you know, sequels here or are, are different versions of them. 1997. Speaking of nineteen ninety seven, my best friend's wedding with Julia yep. Roberts, which was funny, funny movie.
4: Um, and that's all the movies I have. What do you, What else do you have? I uh, have Get Smart two thousand eight. Okay. Uh, you have Independence Day uh, with Will Smith. Sp- uh, Will Smith, the second part, of Resurgence. Oh right. Uh, no, no, I don't think. No, I don't think Will Smith was in the sequel, was
3: it? Yeah, I don't think he did it. I, I remember the sequel, but I don't think he agreed. Yeah, he wasn't in on it.
4: I don't yeah. think. That one yeah. came out in two thousand sixteen. Yep. And Hollow Man Part Two, two thousand six, came out. That's a good one. That's a good one yep. too. All right, so yeah, so very
3: good, very good. About I, I think we talked about this in the pre-show meeting, but I don't know that we got to it. So, um, Josh Harris's group, the Harris Blitzer group, who own the Sixers, who own the Devils, who are about to own the Washington Commanders, who own a, a European soccer team as well, um, are are what's being called significant minority owners uh investing in joe gibbs racing so Jeez. now these guys are making their mark in auto racing as well i mean oh, he, josh harris is taking a run at stan
4: crocky Derek. You, oh yeah he, he doesn't have nearly the trophies to no stand in, but he not the a run. yeah not yeah. the success that, dude how much money does this guy have i mean aren't you buddy buddy with josh harris can't you just ask him <laughs> Yeah. We're best buds. Yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> hey Josh, you got a spare uh, million. You can take care of me, please. No, I, 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 the guy's a machine. I I don't know. He is eating up everything in his, he's, he's like Pac-Man. He's just eating up, you know, sports teams. It's crazy. I, I don't we, know.
4: We need to ask him for front office jobs. That, that's what we need to do. I, I'm
3: telling you, I just somewhere some throw us a bone. Uh, but yeah, it's pretty crazy. Uh, what he's been been doing. All right, I got a Phillies lineup for you against Spencer Strider, and it answers okay. a couple of questions about, you know, Castellanos and how he's feeling and all that kind of stuff. All right, so Schwarber leads off. He'll be in left field. Trey Turner bats second. He'll play shortstop. Castellanos back in the lineup playing right field. He bats third.
0: Yeah. Bryce Harper,
3: yeah, Bryce Harper back in the lineup DHing. aging Muto catching. He bats fifth. Bryson Stott bats sixth. He will play second base. Alec Bohm at third base. He will bat seventh. Uh, Cody Clemens is at first base he will bat eighth and Brandon Marsh is in center field he will bat ninth Ranger Suarez on the hill for the Phillies all right so let, let's look at this no series. Pache? no pache no pache pache I oh. uh, here, here's where you may get pache uh defensive replacement in left field for Schwarber mm-hmm. late if the Phillies have a lead or uh I don't know ghost runner or whatever at second base pinch, if you're in it's runner host. yeah but yeah that pinch runner so uh, give me give me a series prediction. What's your gut telling you in these three games for the Phillies
4: against the Braves? Uh, since, it, since it's being played in Philadelphia, and after watching them the way they played against the Dodgers, Arizona, um, I think they get two out of three. I really do. I really do. I think uh, now that they're in the groove, uh, they owe some payback to some people. Now, they split the first four games they played with yeah. the, uh, the Braves. But I think they get a little payback here. They're at home. Although Atlanta is really good on the road. Um, and they're a good-hitting team. They're the best-hitting team in the National League. I think the Phillies, with the backyard advantage, take two out of three. What about you?
3: Uh, I'm I feel I'm feeling two out of three as well. I think they're in that, that right mindset. Um, I think Suarez comes out and pitches well. They've had success against Strider, namely in the playoffs last year, and yep. I think that yep. helps to have that experience. I think getting the first one is really big, and I have a good feeling about them getting the first one uh in this series so yeah i i I like two out of three as well derek all right reminder tomorrow we're gonna have tom mccarthy so we'll talk to him about everything that's going on with the phillies tom also you know keeps a close eye on on the eagles and football because he calls a lot of nfl games so we'll 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 hit him with that uh likely very likely looks pretty good that we'll have jason kelsey on thursday Thursday. So, yep. yeah, so we just keep it rolling uh, tomorrow with Tom McCarthy and then Thursday, hopefully Jason Kelsey. And again, if you missed any of Brandon Graham today, go back to jacobsports.com, check it out, Jacob Sports' YouTube channel. You can watch it in its entirety. There was a lot of really good stuff uh, from Brandon on just where the state of the team, the younger players, the mindset off of the Super Bowl, him coming back to the Eagles for a little bit less money. Uh, and, we, and we hit him with all kinds of stuff. Guy he's most likely to hang out with on the team. We had a lot of fun with Brandon, so get a chance to check it out. All right. Want to thank Xander Krause for producing the program. Derek, all of you in the chat section, uh, we do appreciate you hanging out with us and everybody streaming, everybody listening. Again, thank you. uh, And tell a friend, keep smashing that like button. It'll get more exposure for the show. We do appreciate it. All right. So don't go anywhere. You have the National Football Show with Dan Cilio coming your way. Derek and I back tomorrow at the same time. So everybody, enjoy yourself. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday. Have a great night. We'll see you tomorrow.
1: Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch six ABC twenty four seven with the six ABC Philadelphia streaming app.
0: For the big story on Action News, search
2: six ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes.